Phoenix Down Radio is on the air. Welcome everybody to Phoenix Down Radio, episode number 106. I'm your host, Klaus Nightbringer. Joining me today, we have the, uh, I don't know, what do we call you? The, uh, the most, I thought it was the most interesting potato in the world. Yeah, but I mean, you're not doing anything interesting right now. No, that's very true. I'm eating pizza and playing Final Fantasy, which is And, and, and still in the United States. Yes, unfortunately, uh, I was the seventh person picked out of six, uh, and all six of them were able to make it. So they have asked me to come for spring. So for now, I'm stuck here stateside, but there will be a point where I vanish to the other side of the Pacific Ocean. So please look forward to it. And the stateside Talas, by the way. Yes, the stateside <laughs> potato is Talas Marvelous. How are you doing today, buddy? Awesome, man. How has your week been? Oh, my this last week has been hell. I'm not going to lie. Um, I, before I get into that, we will say that uh, Sarah is off doing real life stuff. He thinks that going to a friend's wedding is much more important, which it is. So I hope he has a wonderful time. Congratulations <laughs> to the happy couple. Have fun, Sarah. Make sure that you take advantage of the bar. Not too much advantage in that you get in trouble. I mean. Well, th- th- this is coming from the old guy. <laughs> Come on, give me a break. Fair, fair, fair. Anyway, so getting back to my week, um, I'd like to start talking about my week first. Um, I worked six days in a row over the weekend, and uh, yeah, it was a lot of work that I did not like, and I was just absolutely drained. So fortunately, I get five days off now, so that's helpful. I'm right in the middle of that at this point, but during that, I ended up getting a new phone. Uh, hung up the uh, S7 Edge and ended up getting a Note 10 Plus, which is pretty freaking nice. I'm really enjoying that. How well, long did you have your previous phone? I had it for three years. That's about right. That's about the life the lifeline of a phone. Well, it was starting to really slow down. You know, you would think that a phone with four gigs of RAM and 32 gigs of storage would be enough. Not in this day and age. Not anymore. Not with how big file sizes have gotten. Yeah, like, I mean, I remember expand. I got. I think I got a 32 gig iPod in like 2006, and it was like 300 dollars, and it was the biggest thing they had. And now I'm like, oh, that's cute. Like I've lost flash drives bigger than that. Right. <laughs> I'm not worried about. Yeah, but the, the fact that I mean, most of the Square Enix mobile games take up three, four gigabytes of storage. I mean. Oh it, yeah. If you have brave Exvius installed. That's like six or seven. Like it's huge. Now. I had to get rid of it. You know, otherwise my phone would not work anymore. But oh my um, God. now I have 512 gigs on this phone. That is a few. Yeah. I think it should be good for a, a couple of days. Yeah. No kidding. Right. You're like, Oh, hang on. Let me pull everything off of my Google music folder. Yeah. Well, well, oops. Well, I mean, I, I have all of that final fantasy music that I put onto it now, which that only took up three gigs maybe <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of really good um final fantasy tracks that just when you listen even if you haven't played the game it can still elicit that emotional response well the it's because it's uematsu most oh, likely incredible like yeah w- with a few notable exceptions what's yeah. up <laughs> what's up 14 and 13 yeah but i mean 90 percent of of, of the stuff from my formidable years it came from Uematsu. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
six, seven. I mean, Cypheroth, uh, four Rachel, uh, theme of love. Like that's all definitely Uematsu. Oh yeah. But uh, so yeah, we had got that, and then uh, yesterday I decided to go to Mall of America. I had to test out the the five G speeds on the phone. They're pretty nice, by the way. And I had to get some uh, sushi and uh, some bubble tea. So. Oh, you had to. You absolutely had to. Okay, let's put it this way. The last time I had bubble tea was probably a year and a half ago. Okay, no, that is fair. Never mind. I, I rescind. <laughs> That's definitely a have to thing. Yeah, I, bubble I, tea is great. Yeah, I, I didn't. I don't have it very often, so I decided to go get some Nutella milk tea with uh, a coffee jelly boba. And the combination was beautiful. I'm a tapioca guy. Not a jelly guy, but the coffee one sounds like I could get behind it. Yeah, I mean, I thought about going with the, the black tapioca pearls, but I just like I saw coffee jelly up there. I'm like, hmm, what would Psyche K get? And I knew definitely <laughs> coffee jelly. <laughs> uh, to that end, we're officially like three minutes into the episode. We're going to start talking about food. Did you see Babish did the coffee jelly episode? Yes, I did, and that's kind of it's, part of the reason behind that why I went with that too. So it's it's good. I've I had mean, I've had actual coffee jelly in Japan. It's pretty bomb. Yeah, I mean. I didn't think anybody else knew who Psyche K was. Nope. It's like, but I mean, suddenly, because I mean, I talked about uh, Psyche K with uh, the guys from uh, PSU when I was doing the anime podcast with them, and that was one of my recommendations, and nobody had heard of it at the time. It was, the, yeah, just crickets. Yeah, absolutely. Crickets. But it, but it, it is. If you have not seen it, seriously, go go watch it. It's on Netflix. It's really good, and it's just a, a little serialized. Uh, um, goofy show about this kid who's got these amazing psychic powers that he actually has to keep in check otherwise he will uh, basically destroy the world and then all the shit he has to go through on a daily basis and it's just hilarious go watch it that's a seriously. very apt description that's a very apt description of it it's just so good how was your week my week has been crazy uh i started at a pizza place um they were super cool with me taking every other saturday off uh and i was like great and I was there for about four days, and because I got added to the schedule late, and they write the schedules way too far in advance, uh, they go, oh, we'll text you Sunday or Monday with your schedule. And I was like, cool. Well, like, Tuesday afternoon rolls around, and I get an email that's just like, you have no shift scheduled this week. And I just text them. I'm like, so uh, I still have the key to your storage locker underneath your restaurant. Should you want me to bring that back or what? And they're like, yeah, that'd be great. Well, <laughs> I was like, all right, cool. It's a bummer that didn't work. It's okay. Um, I wasn't really feeling it anyway. No, mm. no big deal. Um, so back to delivering groceries. Um, the MR2 is doing nicely. I'm looking at some fun, fun upgrades and parts. Um, Japan, we covered a little bit in the pre-show. Obviously, I'm still here. I didn't go. Uh, but looking forward, there's other options for other schools, other contract companies. Um, and potentially going in spring to get a TEFL instead. So stay tuned for that. Ah, uh, uh, the Sakura season. Uh, yeah, and if I end up going to Nagasaki, that's going to be super, super cool because it's on the western half. Mm. So that's and it's you know it's not it's a stone's throw from Busan. Basically, it's a very different area geographically. So you get a lot of different weather patterns. So plants grow differently. So the Sakura blossoms look different in the Kyushu region than they do in the Kansai regions. Okay. So that is going to be really exciting. I hope, hope, hope that I can make that happen. Well, it'll be cool. And if, you, if it does happen, make sure to take a lot of pictures and put it out on your Twitter. Oh, there's going to be so many pictures on my Twitter, which you can find at Tal is Marvelous. Uh, yes. I post shit posts and food and all kinds of good stuff. 
Yes. All right. Um, aside from that, you reminded me I actually did also get something new for my car. Not huge, but I mean, I decided to uh, uh, take the leap and get LED uh, headlamps. Yes, praise heaven. Oh my God. The reason I was holding off so much initially was because a lot of the uh, early models, you had to then get resistor kits and wire them in line. It's like, I really don't want to be doing that with my headlights. No, if you don't have the confidence in doing it, definitely don't. Um, I mean, it's I'm not like it's difficult. It. It's two wi- two to three wires, but my luck is I'd get them backwards and I end up blowing something up. You end up frying your wiring harness. Yeah, which... Uh, for that specific section, you'd have to replace that section. You don't have to replace your whole wiring harness. That would be insane. It's all isolated. Yeah, um, but still. Cars are designed well. But you know what I'm saying. You don't need to replace a $40 part when you could just not. But now, yeah, the LEDs are set up better. Resistor kits are easier. No, they, you can the, actually these came with resistors holes. built in. Oh, they did? Yes. Oh, okay. This, this has the resistor built, built in line with it, and then it just that whole uh, unit plugs into the existing uh, wiring harness. And, oh, okay. And holy shit, are they bright. They're bright, and you can see a lot better, and you can see a lot further. Definitely and, make sure that you get your... Uh, your headlights adjusted so yeah. they're pointed in the correct direction. And, yeah, and also make sure check on the bulbs because I didn't realize this, but these bulbs are actually directional. Yep. Because um, I have high low on one bulb. Yep. Nine thousand sevens because it's a it's a Ford. So oh, it's a 9, yeah, okay, yeah. So I had That's... to. I normally you put a bulb in, it doesn't matter. You just put it in, you're good. But, but it's with, not radial anymore. It's directional. Because exactly. It's LED. Because yep. there's LEDs on either side and there's two that are a little bit more forward than the others and two that are a little bit further back. The ones that are more forward are your high beams and then the other ones are your low yeah. beams. And they work off of the reflectors inside of your light kit. And uh, yep. yeah, if they're upside down, you're going to be reflecting <laughs> them backwards. And you don't I've see very much. I've been blinded by those before. No, I couldn't see shit. Oh really? Because it, it was it was pushing them down. Oh, because of the way it's set up. Yes. That's fair. Yes. So That's I was fair. reflecting down more versus uh out. And as soon as I put them in the correct way, I could actually see things again and it was amazing. But I have pop ups, so like wherever my headlights are gonna go, they're gonna go. So I have to pop mine up and there's actually screws on mine that I have to just straight up move the lens to where uh, I want it to be. Yeah. Mine have a little adjuster on the back. That I can that I can screw it and it'll uh, change the shape a little bit of the reflector, aim it high or low, and then I just oh, need to adjust. Really cool. So it's really it's cool. gonna be really careful with them because if you do too much, you could actually fracture that reflector, and then you're kind of screwed. You got to get a whole new uh, uh, headlamp assembly, and then you have to go find somebody who backed into a tree and their front end is good, and you go in with. A- couple of tools and rip their assemblies out well i mean literally you can just take them out with uh uh, uh five sixteenths and uh pliers so i need to take out a headlamp on these i love that we've gotten to where engines need a laptop to fix them but headlights body panels stuff like that is still just my like car is almost 20 years old tools yeah, so. my car is 26 years old <laughs> and yeah i can work on it i need an 8 10 12 and 14 millimeter size spanners Welcome to, a, car talk. <laughs> welcome to car talk. Welcome to car talk with the screwdriver, and I can take everything from the starter to the transmission, the engine head, or a quarter panel off. It's wild. Yeah. I mean, hell, I've even done engine work on my car. 
So. As you should. Everybody should know how to do some engine work. Yeah. Speaking uh, of engines, we have an engine that fuels us, and it is powered by Square Enix, and we're here to talk about it. Oh, dang it. Well, actually, no. What we're going to be talking <laughs> about next is coming up in two weeks from today, and that's Extra Life Game what? Day. Oh, crap. Is it that time of year already? Yeah. I mean, like I said, we're literally two weeks away. <laughs> All right. Uh, we will be Sweet. podcasting during uh, this year's uh, game day, uh, November 2nd through 3rd, starting at 8 a.m. Central Time. We will be gaming here at, at twitch.tv slash phoenixdownradio, trying to raise funds for UC Benioff Children's Hospital in Oakland. Um, as of right now, the things we're going to be playing are going to be uh, Final Fantasy XIV Patch 5.1, which we'll talk a little bit about later Woo! on in the show. Finally. I, I might actually be holding off on doing it, the MSQ for uh, Extra Life, which means I'll have to figure out what else I'm going to do. Yeah, what are you going to do for four days? <laughs> Work. But that's valid. You work and then you'd like go whole ass one thing. Work yes. the early part of the week and then game yep. the other part of the week. But um probably getting back into Final Fantasy Four. I haven't played that in a good six months now. Oh, you're gonna be hella lost, dude. Oh, I know I am. I I, I don't even remember where I'm at, to be honest with you. I mean, if you have if you have Yang, you should be okay. I don't remember. Alright, well, we'll find out. Yes, we will. Stay tuned. Um, I picked up Jack Party 6, so if you guys out there want to join in on some of this while you're watching, you'll be able to play some Jack Party with us. It's a lot of fun. Um, we'll also be doing Twitch Sings, who recently added a party feature. I played that a little bit last night, and that was actually quite interesting, jumping into a random party of drunken people. And we just... That Sounds like it could be a lot of fun or be super dangerous. I'm not sure yeah. which, but I want to get more 14 creators involved because I think it'd be really, really funny to get like Yumi, Fusion, and Emmy singing something. That it could be fun. I'll have to see. I'll have to reach out to see if any of them are doing anything for Extra Life this year because it's been a little quiet on the Final Fantasy 14 creators front for that. Well, we've had a kind of a weird few months in 14. Um, but we'll get there. But what we're trying to do, we're trying to meet or beat last year's total of $1,025. Um, and if we can do that, I will play Final Fantasy X-2 on stream in its entirety. Now, if you guys know or have been listening to the show for a while, you know that Final Fantasy X-2 is my least favorite Final Fantasy game. Ooh, okay. Legend 2? I never played that one actually, but I mean, it, okay. it, it could be much worse than Legend. Mystic Quest. Um, I don't think I ever played Mystic Quest. Okay, I was gonna say Mystic Quest is also bad, but it has its own unique charm in yeah. just being a crappy game. I mean, Final Fantasy Adventure, which I I, I kind of which enjoyed because it was, it was Zelda. Second Densetsu game. Yeah, yeah. This is the second Densetsu game at yeah. this point. But no, Ten Two is, is is my least favorite game because it it seems the least Final Fantasy to me. It seems a lot more Barbie dress up. Which, Fast I mean, action job based game is all it is, and it's it's not my favorite either. I'm yep. right there with you, man. Um, but uh, as as we have an ambitious stretch goal of fifteen hundred dollars, if we can hit that, I will sing the theme song while I'm playing. <laughs> You're gonna sing real emotion. Yeah. At fifteen, are you singing it in Japanese or English? Uh, probably whatever I can uh, find easiest, which is gonna be English. Okay. We'll sing through a lot of the different songs. Let's put it that way. All right. Because the one that Sarah always bugs me with is, what can I do for you? What can yeah, I do for that's you? That's real emotion. That's oh, the that's first That's what I thought. Fun. So that, that's the one we'll be doing. So Nice. Nice. But we, All have, right. we have a long way to go to get there. We're currently at $100. 
But I have faith in all of you guys that we that we can <laughs> we can at least hit our our our, our thousand dollar goal. Ten twenty five doable. The stretch goal is the fifteen. Yeah, I figured. You know what? It's 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 it was worth a shot. I mean, last year's extra life was assisted by the fact that uh, I had that glorious beard that we were trying to save or shave. And actually, oh, that's right. I remember that. The beard is back. Are you gonna go shave your beard again? I I could add that in there. Maybe twelve hundred dollars. We shave the beard. <laughs> or whatever. All right. We will we will cross that bridge when we get there. But um, I'm posting in the uh, Twitch chat um, the link for our Extra Life donation. Um, I also do have a... Uh, I have our Extra Life tied to a Facebook... Um, uh, what do they call those? Um, fundraiser. The fundraisers? Yes. So I put that in there as well. If you want to... you can If it's easier for you to support us via Facebook, which... I'm not going to get into my personal feelings on Facebook right now, but not right now. We all know. We all know. But I mean, if it's easier for you to donate that way, I mean, by all means, it, it'll, it, we, you can donate in either way. It, it, it's for the kids. And that's why we're doing this. Exactly. And for anybody that doesn't know, um, every year we kind of change like where the money is going. Sometimes it's going towards Minnesota, where Klaus is from. This year it's going towards a hospital in Oakland, which is nearby close to where sarah's from correct it's the closest hospital to where sarah's at so we're kind of we kind of move it around because we do have a lot of hosts and we want to sort of make sure that everybody's involved so that's why it's exactly. going to oakland in case anybody was curious exactly i think next year we'll probably go back to uh the gillette children's hospital yeah go for it um but uh, other things going on if, i don't if you remember about a month ago we had announced a uh, contest our fat cat haiku contest we did and we had a winner and I want to thank and congratulate Alshalant. Um, who thank you, Alshalant, who wrote for your this entry. beautiful little haiku about the fat cat. I am a fat cat, very chubby, so very fluffy. Fat cat, ride sky high. I approve. Yeah, lots of snapping. <laughs> oh, I should have gotten my. Never mind. I have a bunch of Tyco hand drums that I should have gotten out. But that that's that feels like too much. But again, thank you, Alshalant. Um Alshalant? It looks like Alshalant, yep. Okay. Kind of thank like, you very much for your entry. I've we s- love doing contests. We love involving you guys. So next time we do contest, throw in an entry because we love hearing from you guys. And also Alshalant was the only entrant. Gonna throw See, I was trying there. to be cool about it, but <laughs> all right, sure. <laughs> hey. Yeah, your chances of winning is pretty high. <laughs> exactly. I mean, we Alshalant, we, 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 we sent we sent the code to you via DM and in Twitter. So I hope you enjoy your 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 code. So thank you very much. Thank you also to uh, Chili and Pete and Avi at She Hills I Tank for uh, doing the contest that I ended up winning to get that. So oh, cool. <laughs> we're we're, we're spreading cool. the love. We're, make sure we're passing that we're re, we're regifting the stuff. I wonder right. who Alshalon is going to give it to next. Just kidding. I don't. <laughs> I would I would suggest that you utilize it and and, and keep it. So yeah, sooner than later because we want to see we want to see that fat cat. Yes. Also, hi Rory. I'm glad you were able to join us today. Hopefully, uh, Florida is uh, nice and uh, balmy today, not raining like it was yesterday. All right, um, so let's get into some of that game and community news. Um, I don't know if you saw this, uh, but uh, it recently announced that the uh, War of Divisions Final Fantasy Brave Exvius game has a scheduled release date in Japan. 
of November 14th. That's the second game, right? If I remember correctly. Well, it, it is the uh, it's the more story based game. It's going to be, I think, less like Brave XVS is currently, but it is still going to be one of those free to play games, but more story driven. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I haven't played Brave XVS in a hot, hot yeah. second. Oh, it's raining still, Aurori. I'm sorry to hear that. Ugh. Yeah. Never fun to be in Florida and while it's raining. Um, no, definitely not. But um, but while they announced the release date for Japan, um, the Western release has yet to be announced. It's but, probably going to be like five or six months. Yeah, um, unfortunately, I'd say at least but, three to four. You know, I would say probably um, a late spring. I can see that. I could also see it like maybe right after the turn of the year. Yeah, I'm, just I, to make sure that they get everything that they need done. Yeah. You you think it's going to be that far out, or are you talking like the actual uh, um, fiscal year? So like March, April. Uh, I could see it in March. I could also see it in January. Again, it really depends on what else the studio is working towards. Yeah. Um, but let's be real. Mobile games pull in funds. Yeah, and, and, and Enix is not hurting anymore, thank God. Uh, but. They definitely need those, you know, that consistent income and those free to put free to play. They definitely generate a lot of revenue. Oh, they so do, I they can definitely see them do. trying to get it out sooner than later, too. Yep. Like that Final Fantasy 15, a new empire game that made oh, God. so much money. And it's a terrible game. It's a terrible game. But all of the 15 fans were just like, we need something. Mm-hmm. And we've played episode Ignis eight times this month. And it's like, well, oh. <laughs> That's, I don't know what to tell you, dude. I've done it. I've come up with what else I'm going to play. I, I still have a couple of uh, episodes to go through. So we can add some of those 15 episodes for Extra Life. Uh-oh, did I lose him? No, you didn't lose me. I was chewing, so I had my microphone <laughs> muted. <laughs> I was like, damn it, where'd he go? It's just me. No, I'm here, I promise. Good. I, I know, I know. Um, continuing on, um, there was a video released... Uh, it was basically a Final Fantasy VIII remastered developer's interview uh, discussing the legacy of the game and the team's experiences during the development process of the game. Um, I didn't get a chance to go watch all of this yet, but um, I have seen some of the other videos that they've done regarding their uh, um, you know, the development process, and they're actually quite interesting. It's in Japanese, but it is subtitled. Um, so That's if you, helpful. If, yeah, you don't have to uh, find a friend. Like what are they or talking sit about? Sit there for an hour and watch it four times. Not that I've never mind. Anyway, you have too. Um, if you're interested, we all have. In, in taking a, a peek at at uh, Final Fantasy VIII history, that's a, a good watch. Go check that out. Mm-hmm. But this was a bit of information that I thought was very interesting. You remember a while back we had uh, re- uh, talked about the news that they were discussing a Final Fantasy XIV live action. Uh, sh- I th- uh, TV show. I thought it was going to be like the Dad of Light thing. I thought they were like redoing it or something. Well, I didn't know exactly what was going on with that. Well, this was announced after the Japanese movie was announced. So you thought there was going to be a, a revamp of of Dad of Light TV again? Well, sometimes they'll do that. Well, they'll release a TV series, and then a year or two later, they see the popularity, they see some shortcomings, and they'll recast it, and they'll do new sets, and they'll get everybody, they'll get new people back together, and they'll just remake the show. Uh, They did that with Great Teacher Onizuka. There's like a 12-episode live-action series, 
And then like four years later, they did like a 25 episode live action series, completely no. different cast. No, this one is actually going to be based in Eorzea. And it's going to be done by the people who brought us um, the Witcher series. The, 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 okay. The, the, the Witcher nope. live I was action. Of a different thing. I was thinking of a different thing. Yeah, this one looks rad. But yeah, um, anyway. This one I, looks so cool. IGN had an article um, talking about why uh, Final Fantasy XIV is getting a live action uh, series and not Final Fantasy VII. Because that was the other one that they were talking about. The big reason why fourteen is getting the nod over seven is the fact that the nature of the story has it adding new content on a consistent basis. So the world is growing. Seven right. is pretty much in you know set. I mean, seven's you, done. You like, can we've com- done everything we can in seven. Mm, at this point. I mean, there's a few side bits that we can probably. Uh, uh, flesh out or maybe some things that we can tweak and add but 14 is ever changing ever evolving i mean there's more stuff con- continually coming we don't have the entirety of the world yet and, and no, it, it's but always it's, in development and in seven we have that remake and so if we there is some stuff we want to expand on some stuff we want to grow into there's already an avenue to do that we don't need it in a separate medium now but 14 yeah when we started playing 14, Doma didn't exist. Yep. Alamigo was dead. Yep. And up until July of this year, we were fighting to liberate Alamigo. Yeah, now we're what? fighting a new <laughs> doing a, a whole new world. Yeah, now we're ending up in this new fantastic point new of place. Never mind. <laughs> I knew I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. Um, no, 14 is a great, great venue for something like a TV series yeah. where we have a source material, it grows, it builds, it changes, it evolves, and then we go back to the TV show, and then it's like, what is this new thing? I thought we already beat Bahamut. Oh, well, this one's harder. Okay, great. Like, we can continue to grow years later. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a, a bit, a snippet of information I pulled from the article um, is an, from an IGN interview with uh, Dinesh Shamdasani. Sorry if I slaughtered that. Um, that they uh, did with him at uh, New York Comic Con, and he says, "Our hope is that we build something cool that goes for a long time." Uh, 14 is, by virtue of its format, able to continue and expand itself, add itself in there. Um, hopefully, it can be some cross-pollination where they can say, this is a new expansion, and we say, great, we're going to lean into that in the new season, or we're going to lead into this in the new season. And um, they can maybe do, great, we're going to do an expansion which includes these elements, so maybe they can go back and forth with all of it. So, As opposed to, like, leading on Pokemon as an example, there's stuff in the card game, like there's lore that has happened that doesn't exist in the anime, does not exist in the video games at all. And there's stuff in the video games that never translated into the card games or the miniatures. And there's stuff in the anime that just makes no sense and isn't linked into anything else. But they're able to go, you know, this character is really cool. What if we put that character in the card game? Hey, this character is really cool. What if we give them a shout out in post game in the next <laughs> iteration of the franchise so they can link all that stuff together by putting it in one thing and it feels like 14 is doing that uh, with this specific tv project one sentence right here at the very top of dinesh's statement i want to grab this statement 
send it back in time to 1986. Go to Shinjuku with this and say, you're never going to believe this. All 12 of you that still work for the company. (laughs) This dude works for you in the year 2019. And he says, our hope is that we build something cool that goes for a long time. Final Fantasy 1 on the Super Famicom was the biggest Hail Mary of its yep. time. Well, hence the name, Final Fantasy. I want to go back in time and go, here's this. Yeah. Just so you know, it's going to be okay. Third, yeah, 30 some odd years later. That's, I mean, nobody would believe it. No. Realistically. No. They would never, they'd be like, oh no, this is, we're going to make... Our last game was called King's Knight, and it was a shooter, and it was bad. And we were like, I know, just don't worry. They, they tried to I put it promise. in a 15. <laughs> they did. They put it as a pinball game. Well, no, no, that, well, no that was um, Justice Force 5 or something like that. Um, but no, they, they, they did a, a, a revision of King's Force as a mobile game. Oh, my God. Oh, that's right. They did. They did. So. No, it was. Have you played King's Knight? It's a top-down shooter. And no. It's, it's a mess. No, I guess it's I, a beautiful, beautiful, glorious. You need a USB controller to play it on your on your computer. Emulated. <laughs> it's bad, but it's a really, really fun look at. Oh, this is what they were making. No wonder they thought they were gonna die. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> and, and Final Fantasy happened, and we are. With tattoos and podcasts and all kinds of stuff. Going yeah, on. I mean, could they? Nobody would imagine where it went from this point. No. So, no. I'm glad it did, though. Anyway, I am too. It's changed my life. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. All right. So, shall we talk about the uh, the big bit of news then? Absolutely. Something that happened yesterday morning at um, way too fucking early, 4 a.m. The P- ass crack of dawn. <laughs> yeah, I slept in. I'm not lying. I watched the first like 40 minutes and then passed out. <laughs> I tried. I really did. So we do uh, have a patch trailer. I'm going to link that to you guys. I thought about starting the episode with it, but I didn't want to get in trouble. <laughs> now let's, let's, if you haven't watched the patch trailer, uh, watch it at some point. Uh, it is really, really good. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I wasn't overly impressed with the voice acting to be honest with you but uh maybe it's just the context of it or how i watched it but there's a lot of well, bits the... that don't 100 make sense to me yet which is good in the way that it's like okay where does this all fit in now i don't want to know the entire story from the trailer no exactly exactly but like, i mean i want to experience it that's why we're the warrior of light is we get to experience it but uh, I mean, it, it's definitely. I mean, I will say that their their patch, uh, their trailer making experience has gotten much better over the years. Have you seen? There was a great thing on Reddit a couple of weeks ago. It was the patch title cards, and it was all the Realm Reborn title cards that I swear to God were just like Times New Roman white on black. Like it was bad. And now we have these cool logos and names and what. It, this one is vows of virtue, deeds of cruelty. And it's like, that sounds amazing. And then 
four years ago it was just like there's swords and dragons i guess yeah. well it was like, well, these were not inspired at well, all uh, uh 2.1 was a realm awoken yeah i think that was the one and it yeah it looked like word art <laughs> well was, yeah it was it, it was, was done in some really weird font it was brutal and now when i saw that you know virtue cruelty i went i think that's the same font that they used for Shadowbringers, and they're keeping it consistent and they're building on the world as opposed to oh we have a patch and we're fixing x class and adding this thing like it feels like their their trailers are better their title cards are better I mean, after seven years, like they've learned and we've grown and this game has gotten huge. But they still shoot the live letters with a camcorder and Yoshi shows off all of the artwork on printed paper. <laughs> Which, that's so Japan. That's absolutely so Japan. And it, But it's absolutely adorable as well. A friend of mine, she's releasing an album uh, pretty soon. I'm, and she was like, we have physical media in stores in Japan. I was like, cool, do you have a digital download? She's like, no, our producer doesn't think we need it because Japan is still like just not. They just don't think about digital downloads as releases for music. And we were talking earlier about Spotify versus YouTube music versus Amazon music. Like, mm -hmm. that's a thing that we can have a conversation yeah. about. And in Japan, it's no, I need a physical disc. I mean, don't get me wrong. I still like having my physical discs. I mean, I love having all of those soundtracks sitting over there. But it you know looks what? It's really cool. The first thing I do with them. I rip them. Rip. Yeah. You rip it and then it sits on your, you rip it, you pull the code for whatever minion comes with yep. it. And, I, and, I, and then I put it on the computer to, to listen to that way. And I put a copy on my phone so I can listen to it on the go. Mm -hmm. I definitely bought the, uh, the prime Augs minion and it came with a track. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I, I bought the, the, uh, the Suzaku minion too. And it came with a, a lot of uh, Shadowbringer songs. <laughs> well at least i didn't buy a 250 dollar emote and get a free statue that i mm. but i did buy a 200 dollars uh dark knight statue and get a, a, a free expansion <laughs> <laughs> this is how you add value guys if anybody's taking marketing classes this is how you do it here buy this t-shirt and it comes with free stuff I bought a magic t-shirt. It was a deck builder's toolkit the year they got released. It was crap. It was a collection of commons and uncommons and land for like 15 bucks. It was dumb, mm -hmm. but it came in a kind of neat box and it came with a t-shirt. I bought it. I pulled the cards out. I kept the box and I kept the shirt and some new player was like, I don't have a lot of cards. I'm like, here, just have those. <laughs> I literally spent 15 bucks for a box and a t-shirt. Well, I mean, t-shirts go for 15 bucks, so. Exactly. And it was a cool magic shirt and yeah. had the Planeswalker logo on it. it there you neat. go. All right, moving on from, yes, yes. from, from, our, from our free uh, music and, and free expansions. Um, free expansions. So, yes, uh, 5.1 has a release date, uh, October 29th. Uh, we kind of picked that, too, but they didn't really give us many dates to go off of, did they? Oh, it'll be no, coming out they in said, late October. Late October, and we're sitting there. When did they say that? Like October 3rd or something yeah. ridiculous? And we're going, okay, so late means after the 15th and before the 31st, and you drop this on Tuesdays. So we got 21st or we got 29th. And so then, we flip a coin, yeah, and, and then, then ta-da, we, we got we, there. Well, then we it was like, okay, we haven't had a, a part two of our uh, um, 
live letter exp- explanation. So they announced it now as, you know, they're not going to release an expansion three days after a live letter. No, because they want or time patch, for it to, to it's part of how, I mean, it's part of how marketing works. Like if I say this is being released today, like Nintendo does that crap all the time, like mm-hmm. E3, they're like, so this launched during our presser heads up and everybody goes, holy crap, that's crazy. But most companies are going to go, this comes out in a week and a half. Please discuss it on every single form of social media. Exactly. So that when it drops, the audience is huge. So they, they knew what they were doing. Exactly. Um, and all of our um, coverage of the live letters coming courtesy of Nova Corsalis. So thank you so much to the guys out at uh, NovaCorsalis.com. I will link to their um, their coverage here. As soon as yeah, I can thank f- you, Nova Corsalis, for the translations. Um, I was able to watch some of the video, um, but it's, again, it's, you know, here's artwork on paper. And I'm going to show you how stuff works by clicking on it. And I'm like, bro, I don't know how Astro and if works. You guys like, wanna, I don't know what any of this means. <laughs> if you guys want to kind of like uh, partner up on some of this stuff sometime, just let us know. <laughs> yeah, you, uh, you can shoot us a message at podcast at Phoenix Down Radio dot com. Gmail no, question it's, it's, mark. It's podcast at Phoenix Down Radio dot com. Oh, okay, cool. See, we, 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 we have our own domain. We, we use it. Oh, yes. Oh yeah, I got lazy with my podcast. I never got like a domain or anything done. Well, why why wouldn't we have a domain? True. You, you have an go... audience of more than three people, so like it's worth. Yeah, it. we have four. Actually, I think we have. Yeah, we, <laughs> we have four watching right now. So, but two of them are us. <laughs> and one, uh, that's fair. And, no, and, I, and like, one is a Rory. My, <laughs> my biggest download ever of my podcast was like five people, Woo! and one was me, and one was my editor, and I was like, and I'm done. <laughs> well, I've spent too much time on this. I, I guess I don't do it for the, for the views or for the uh, the downloads. I do it because we have fun talking with you guys, and I want to talk it's about true. this thing that I love. Anyway, continuing on, continuing on. Um, so new main scenario quests, duh. Um, yep. Pixies are our beast tribe, duh. That was already told to us. We already knew about that. Uh, side story featuring near automata, duh. Um, yeah. This is all stuff that we've known about for a little bit. Uh, level 80 uh, dungeon, the Grand Cosmos. This is in Lakeland. It's been uh, confirmed. This is on the other side of the source. And I'm not talking That's about... I'm not talking about nice. our world. I'm talking about that big lake in Lakeland. I'm interested to see how they tie us in there. Like, yeah. I mean, we could just go there, right? But, like, I want to see how we get there narrative-wise. Well, uh, Apparently, uh, some new Mo decided to take it over after it was abandoned during the Flood of Light. Oh, and Aurori, if you want to join us, we're currently in the instance for the uh, um, All Saints Wake. You can go talk to the uh, um, one of the event people. What's his name again? The... S- exactly. Alliteration, alliteration name guy that's in the middle of the amphitheater? Yeah, Big Rogadin, I think. Yep, that sounds right. We trust you. You can find it. Yeah, if you've if you've gotten through, I think a, a ten minute story. I think that's all it took yeah. you to do it today, right, yeah, Dallas? It took like five minutes. Yeah, like five or ten minutes. So we're hanging out in Hawk Manor. So it's kind of neat. <laughs> in the Hawk Manor instance version, that's like there's a bunch of stuff blocked off, so you yeah. can't like get buried in the basement or whatever. Oh, that's right. You're you're still on vacation. You didn't. You don't have your a laptop or. PS4. Oh, that's right. Enjoy your- 
Yes. I keep forgetting that. I, see, whenever I go anywhere, I always have a laptop that can get me into the game. <laughs> that's how I work. That's, what, that's true. That's how I do. <laughs> and you made it work. All right. Uh, um, so, Grand Cosmos, like I said, it, it was uh, abandoned and then uh, basically uh, taken over by a new Mo. And uh, I'm interested to see what the storyline is going to be from. It that. also says it's trust compatible, which means that if you've leveled up your trusts, uh, you're going to be able to take them in there. So if you really want to explore. No, even if you haven't uh, brought your trusts in, you're going to be able to bring them through the first time if you want. Oh, that's true. Your first time, you just grab them outside. Yep. But you know what? Nobody's going to do that. No. Un un in, unless your name is Sarah. On launch day, everybody's doing it. Everybody's new. Yep. Everybody wants to try it out. And honestly, how many of us are you know, in party with three or four people from our FC. And then we go, Hey, have you guys reached X yet? And somebody goes, Oh yeah. And it's like, okay, well you're leveling paladin and I've got my black mage up and like you're doing white. And what do you got? Dragoon. Perfect. Good enough. Let's, Let's go. go. Exactly. And like your FC is going to go, or you have to fill in one person. Yeah. So you, you so get like three people together and, and you, and you, and you party find for the last person and boom. Exactly. That's what, that's what we usually do. And to be honest with you, go. I don't think my trusts are going beyond uh, um, that first dungeon. I have tried and tried and tried to make trusts more interesting. Like they've increased the amount of experience you get. Not I've enough. tried to get through it and I just go through and I'm like, I don't care enough about this particular mechanic and the benefit for this mechanic isn't apparent enough for it to be worthwhile. They could literally give a level per time you run it. I'd, I'd still have to run too many times. You got to run at least uh, 12 times to get everybody leveled up. So, okay, you run it with every combination of people. And that, that's that's in the best case if they were to give you a level per, but right now they're only giving you uh, 600 a or third. 6 million. A so, third. So if you have to run it three times per level, you have to level them up three times. I there's This game is huge. There's treasure hunting, there's crafting, there's gathering, there's role-playing. This game is huge. I do not have time for that. Exactly. <laughs> just, exactly. I just don't, man. Yeah, I mean, I, I've I've spent my time. I've gotten five jobs up to level 80 now. Perfect. But I, I am not going to get six NPCs up to 80 as well. Absolutely not. So, yeah, I mean, trusts, cool idea. If, if you don't want to play with other people... I want to play with other people. Sorry. Yeah, that's why we're here. Like, you know, you play how you want to play. Don't let me tell you how to how to play your game, but uh, don't tell me how to play mine. Yep. <laughs> it's now. I will say, like, you know, fresh level eighty samurai. I'm going okay. My moves are in a slightly different place. Some of my, you know, some of my hisatsus have moved and changed a little bit. I went in with trusts to kind of make sure that my bar still worked. And I was like, okay, cool. This makes more sense now. And I will be more than happy to use them for that. Yep. But I didn't finish the dungeon. <laughs> I did like two pulls and a boss. Oh, and I, I went, okay, cool. I get it. And then I left. Oh, like I wasn't going to bother finishing shit, it. It I'd wasn't worth my time. I would finish a dungeon just for, to get the gear and then turn it into seals. Uh, Put a pin in that. We're going to get back to that in a little bit. Oh, okay. Um, so they're, they're adding a new extreme mode diffi um, difficulty for a trial. We're getting Minstrel's Battle, Hades Elegy. We, we get to fight Hades again. We get a new... Uh, I'm okay with that. That was a fun fight. Get a new uh, Wyvern that we get to farm for. And maybe some weapons. 
I don't remember that fight. It's very much it it's very <laughs> much like the Shinryu fight. You go in there once and you're done. I don't think I've st I still haven't fully completed um, Shinryu X. I mean, do you, does it matter anymore? Yeah, because I want the doggo. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I have to get all the doggos yet. So yes. I mean, you can you can wait till uh, I mean, 2021 not... and then go face roll and get well, all the doggos by can, yourself. We, we, well, we can face roll it now with a group of 80s. True. So, I mean, it's it's something people do and we will eventually get there once we get to another content drought or something. But oh, yeah. Just saying. Content drought. Yeah, content drought is very real. Just just right saying, now. it's a thing. Um, so we're going to have that fight coming up and there will be various job adjustments which we'll be talking about more um, in depth coming up later on new game plus will be added this is all the things that are coming in in the first part in 5.1 on the 29th this is a lot this yep. is one of the biggest patches we've had in a while i mean sans expansion and the odd number patches are generally pretty big but like this one's got yep a remarkable amount of stuff going on we're getting crafting and gathering updates we're getting the slices right. I wonder how much trouble they're going to get in for that. <laughs> the Yojimbo uh, gate in uh, Gold Saucer, as well as a new Dolmen Mahjong layout. We're getting performance ensembles, new instruments, and a performance assist feature, which is basically a metronome. But uh, performance is getting some some love. Did you uh, did you ever find a USB keyboard? Yeah, I haven't bought it yet. Okay. I've gotten some uh, thoughts and ideas from people, but I haven't uh, yet spent the $80 for it. Meanwhile, I just dug out an ocarina and was like, I'm just going to work on this. <laughs> like, like out of game. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we're also getting a new uh, update to the game launcher, which will have a, a probably they're probably giving us the light um, skin. Ugh. All right. Yeah. Pass. All right. Yep, hard pass. First thing you do, it's always a good sign in software design when the first thing your end user does upon a change is find a way to change it back. Yeah. <laughs> That's always a good sign. It always makes you feel good. Un unless the default is light and then you switch it to dark, which is what I did on my phone as soon as I got it. Change everything from uh, light to, to night. Oh, yeah. Well, it, it's it's an OLED screen. It, it's so much better in dark it, with dark anyway. Yeah, yeah, oh. you almost blind yourself otherwise. It's beautiful otherwise. Um, um, new housing wards, nineteen, twenty, and twenty-one, and subdivisions for all of them. Yeah, well, everything already has subdivisions. So, so like that's a lot of houses. Seven hundred and twenty houses per server. Per server, and that's, a, I mean a, a, a whole shit ton of uh, apartment buildings. Because um, there's apartments in each one, too. Yep. And then plus, um, Spriggan and Twintania over on the Chaos Data Center are getting housing 1 through 18. So everybody's going to have a house there. I mean, that's that, that's thousands of houses. Yeah. That's crazy. And then uh, updates to the mentor um, requirements. 1500 and level 80 and completion of three role quests, if I recall. Yep. I'm good to go. I'm ready to go. You I got all your stuff. Yep. All I need to do is go talk to the Smith. I'm good. Okay. Perfect. 
So one day you're going to log in, your crown's going to be gone, you're going to spend three minutes fixing it, and you're done. Well, it won't be gone until end of December. You have oh. from release of patch 5.1 till the end of December to meet those Together. requirements. If you do not meet those requirements by then, which I think they're hinting at the fact that we may be at 5.2 by that time frame, question mark? That seems a little early, though. That'd be, that actually Way probably too be, early. Maybe that's like 5.17. 5.15, 5 5.17, sure. Well, it won't be 5.15 because that would be a long time to wait for certain other updates that we're going to talk about here in a minute. Yeah. We'll get 1.1 one, one in like yep. November 5th or something. Like we're going to get it almost instantly. Actually, no. Patch one off patch 5.11 comes November 12th. Oh, that's right. It's two weeks because they actually had stuff planned for it. It's actually in our notes. Oh, I could scroll. Sweet. I'm learning <laughs> how to use a computer, guys. Yay. For the very first time. He's so good. I'm learning. Yeah. For anybody that doesn't know, I legit like didn't own a computer for like 20-something years. So like I'm straight up learning. I imagine your dad. Like that's what I'm doing. I'm learning a computer for the first time. Okay, so um in 5.11, we get the release of the Epic of Alexander, which is the new ultimate level uh, challenge. Is this going to be like um, like the Binding Coil yes, Ultimate? Yes, it's going to be okay. Bahamut Ultimate and uh, um, what was the other the other one? Dude, I don't know. <laughs> I don't do Ultimate I am, Level I am content. totally blanking out on what the other Ultimate Level was. Hang on. I mean, I... You're the one that's hosting a show. I can still pop around in my menu real quick. That's true. Um, aside from that, we're at, we're also getting the Ishgard restoration at that point. Ooh, finally. Yep. I am so jazzed for that. And then as well as fellowships will be added in patch 5.11. The hell is a fellowship? Oh, it's is it the... It, it's the message boards that are going to be able to have up to a thousand people. They're they're they're, they're link shell of redundancy. Okay. They're cross server. They're not a chat function, so they're not going to be a link shell in that aspect. That's it. Seems like it's more of a bulletin board. I mean, mm. you you can leave messages. Um, there might be a. I don't know if there's going to be some sort of calendar function potentially. But uh, dude, can, that would be sweet, so that you could actually like schedule things like you know raids and treasure yeah, hunts, and it would be kind of cool. I mean, I, I can see the hunt community coming up with using something like that. The Big uh, time. the creator community, you know, getting together. You know, we can say like, hey, I we're gonna be doing a, a a show on this day. We'd like to have somebody join us to talk about X Y Z. Who wants to join in? We oh. all. I'm just thinking about it in terms of like rehearsal schedules for Stage Reborn. Yeah, like that would be an like if there's a calendar function, holy crap, well, game changer! I, I'm sure they have one on on their website. It's more robust already. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, obviously, but if there's one that's in the game, I mean, yeah, that's, if, it's not a bad redundancy, especially if there's a way to easily link somehow. Exactly, but that would require where, opening up an API, which Square Enix is not very good at doing. Not especially. <laughs> I mean, it's something we were promised back in 2.x. <laughs> Yeah, I'm uh, pretty sure that that we're we're still standing on the dock, and that boat is not coming back. Like it's not happening. Please, it's just fine. Maybe, please. Ah, well, it's fine. They're they're yeah. trying to they're trying to prevent people from using DPS ferries and a bunch of other stuff. Yeah, good like, luck. Mm, all right, fair enough. 
yellow parse or GTFO or orange parse, excuse me. Yeah. Whatever. See, I don't, Skip, I, I don't, I don't pay any attention to that shit. I, I so I get all the terminology wrong. I'm Skip old. Skip or disband. Exactly. <laughs> God, when was that? Years Zervon. Ago. That was Zervon. Oh, that's right. Um, then patch five point one five. Uh, we don't have an announcement date on that yet, but that's when we're gonna get Blue Mage updates. So that's when they're gonna get uh, their level sixty cap. Um, new mass carnival stages and a Blue Mage log added. So we're going to have more monsters to go get spells from. Yep. Uh, we're also going to get substantial adjustments to PvP and the new Ansal Haker uh, map. What the hell is it, it, that? It, it's in the steep. Oh, okay. It's the it's a PvP map. It, it's going to be in the Asm step. Gotcha. Yes. Um. Cool. Why does it say in there the Minstrel's Ballad, Hades' Elegy? Is that when we're getting it? I thought it was coming in 5.1. No, we're getting um, Alexander. Oh, never never mind. I I screwed up the notes on this one. This one, okay, so they're talking about what it actually is. So never mind. We have to do that. Gotcha. Gotcha. I think. I think. So hey, there's a thing coming out at some. (laughs) Yeah, I, I would... I would doubt that they're going to hold off on bringing us uh, Hades X until 5.15. But they could be, so... It depends on the fight. It depends on the content. I mean, with Ishgard, they kind of want to make sure that Ishgard works. Um, With some of the job bounces we're going to talk about, they want to make sure all that works before they're like, here, have an extreme level trial with a bunch of new buttons. How they work. Eh. We're getting mercy figured out. Eh, they should just give it to us anyway. Because the, the, the uh, ultimate raiders need something to practice on. Yeah? That's my All thought right. on it anyway. So you want to talk about some of these job adjustments? Because most of these are for jobs that I don't play. Absolutely. Um, so the first one that is pretty extensive is Ninja. Um, they, they mentioned a few weeks ago that Ninja was still kind of trying to find its place. Um, Ninja has changed a lot. You didn't see it in a lot of party comps. Um, so now they're switching it to where Mudra and Ninjutsu are sharing your global cooldown with your other weapon skills. has a fixed recast time of half a second and one and a half seconds. So now all your Ninjutsu potencies have gone up because they lowered them down originally and they wanted to kind of bring them back up so they were more balanced. Uh, the vol up effect of trick attack no longer requires execution from a rear. Uh, increase to enemy damage taken has been reduced and the duration has been increased. So trick attack is now going to be a lot easier to use. Uh, the Ninki gauge cost for the Hellfrog, um, the Bahava Kraka, and the Bushin has been reduced from 80 to 50, which means that it's going to go a little bit faster, but the Ninki that you gain from those weapon skills on your charge that is going to be adjusted a little bit. Not sure if it's up or down, but they don't want to make you too overpowered, but they still want to make Ninja more viable. Um, Yoshida mentions there is two big changes. The Tenchi Jin no longer requires you to press Ninjutsu for each action. Uh, the Bunshin lasts exactly five global cooldowns. Trick attack is not long is not required from rear. The Ninki gauge cost for trick attack is now zero. Uh, Shadow Fang... That's a very weird choice. I'm interested to see how that changes people's rotations. Uh, the Shadow Fang skill is no longer part of your combo. 
it's now a weapon skill with a recast time. So you now have an off GCD for Shadow Fang. Hmm. So Ninja is going to be a, I mean, it's not Gunbreaker or not Gunbreaker. Um, the machinist levels of change to where it's a completely different class. But your rotation is going to alter a lot because your timing is going to be different. So uh, save up some planet clusters. You might be remelding some stuff. Uh, samurai. Do you play Samurai at all? Not at all. I think it's still okay. level 50. Oh, God. I, mean, okay. I am locked it, and that's about it. Okay. Yeah, I've, Samurai is my main uh, melee DPS. Uh, meditation status effect no, uh, no longer expires, so anything that requires meditation stacks is going to be a lot easier to hit because you're not going to have to do it in certain time frames, which is always a nightmare for things like, oh, I don't know, Eden, where you're constantly moving. And you just don't have time to sit still. Uh, so that no longer expires. And you get a stack of three. But Shoha now requires all three. Because it's powerful enough that it's worth it. Meditate, the Aijutsu, and Tsubama Gaishi now grant stacks of meditation. Which means that you're going to be using Shoha more often. Um, it's one of your bigger Hisatsus. Uh, so you're going to want to use it as often as you can. But now instead of build to it, use it, build to it, use it, try to keep your uptime. Now you're going to be able to use it more often and it's going to hit more. Your skill speed will affect your cooldown speed of Tsubame Gaishi, which is going to change a little bit, but probably not as much as ever as the uh, the meditation skills will. Okay, I am um, just want to go back up, c- confirming that uh, Hades Elegy is coming out in 5.1. It's just oh, okay. how I it ended up getting copied in. A little odd. Um, oh, okay, but it's 5.15? No, no 5.1. 5.1? Yes. Oh, damn. All the, right. The reason Sweet. it got into the 5.15 bit is because there's a there was a video in, in, in their uh, um their article right after the 5.15 talk and that showed off a little bit of uh Hades X. So when you pull text it just Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So do you you play Red Mage, right? I do play Red Mage. Okay. Do you play Summoner or Black Mage at all? I have Summoner up to eighty now, only because Do you I have, have Summoner up to eighty because you leveled Scholar. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's just making sure. But um, like I said, I do I do understand a little bit of what they're talking about here with Eggy Assault and Eggy Assault Two. They're now spells which are not uh, um, so they're going to be uh, um, on GCD. They are on GCD, but your potencies have gone up because you're not going to be able to use them as often. Yes. Well, I mean, um, you, you can still use them on a regular basis. I mean, you're, you're every two and well, a half. Well, okay. Three as seconds. often mean as often means three times a minute instead of four. Yeah. You know, like but, whatever. I mean, like, the thing is, you're not going to be utilizing it all. You know, you're not going to be spamming it um, like you yeah. would. You know, using it on. You know, keeping it on cooldown when it was an off GCD. Oh God! Do you remember when we were using? Uh, our grand company, we were going in, we were using gauge constantly, and we just broke the crap out of that. <laughs> Eggy Assault kind of felt like that a little bit. Uh, try Disaster. This is an interesting change. Um, if you are in chat uh, and you play Summoner, please sound off because, oh. my God, this sounds very interesting to I know a person Ar- that doesn't play casters. You're talking directly to Aurori, our Summoner, yeah. aren't you? Try Disaster no longer inflicts enemies with ruination, but directly damages them. So does that mean that you're no longer getting dot and you're getting all of the damage in a burst? Because in general, Summoner was the more dot heavy and Black Mage was the burst. 
So are we sort of shifting that and balancing? It's, and it sounds like they're balancing a little class. bit. I don't want homogenized classes, though. That's boring. That's why D&D 4th Ed was terrible. Like, you know, we want to have uniqueness. So I want to know more about that. But I mean, so, the fact that they that you know they're uh, adding in, uh, they're changing the en- enhanced bane trait a little bit, so that way bio and miasma will uh, get full duration when that spreads. Which means that we're gonna have that dot up more often. Yeah, you'll still. Have, I mean, they're still gonna be heavily dot based. I mean, I mean, it's very similar to how Bard plays in that aspect. Because if you don't have your dots up, you're losing half your DPS. Speaking of bards, bards are back. <laughs> Yeah, we're getting our song buffs uh, for the party back. They're not we as strong as they were back in uh, Heaven's Word or uh, in uh, um, Stormblood, but uh, we will be able to utilize songs to give the the entire party a small buff. Um, so if, if you have been a good bard and been continuing to play your songs and keep them up on a mostly 100% rate, then you're going to fit in just fine. But if you haven't been using your songs... Um, you need to get them back into the rotation. And you'll have to, you know, re-get your muscle memory back for your keyboard or your claw or your controller or whatever. Uh, tanks have an interesting change, especially something that we noticed when Dark Knight came out is that we had a whole bunch Hold of Hold on tanks one second. I, I see Aurori, uh, her eyes went Aurori. wide <laughs> after you had mentioned the, uh, the, the tri-disaster thing. So hopefully she can... Uh, um, is Aurori writing a book? That's why I'm wondering so. if she is. Is she's going to write this in t- huge, massive um, uh, dissertation about what that means for the class? I absolutely <laughs> hope so. Doctor Arori, please educate the class. Yes, go ahead. Continue. Um, so tanks. Again, when we when we added Dark Knight, we had a whole bunch of new tanks because people wanted to try it because Edge Lords, and Cut so we had a lot of pieces. newer tanks. Right. So we had a lot of newer tanks, kind of learning. Gunbreaker is also super, super cool. Fancred's a very popular character. People are sort of glamming towards that. We have a lot of newer tanks that are discovering things like I ran uh, Tamtara earlier with a 35 Gladiator. Like, we have a lot of new tanks. So Reprisal has getting changed. You now have an AoE effect around you and the duration is increased. Sentinel and Vengeance now have a 15 second duration up from 10. Sentinel and Vengeance are defensive cooldowns reprisal increases your outgoing damage so now you have an aoe effect where around you your outgoing damage is going up so if you're clustered on like the back end of a boss waiting for like a beam mechanic or something and your ninja your dragoon and your monk and your samurai are all standing next to you now's the time to hit reprisal because now everybody's going to be doing damage so that's an interesting thing to add to a tank where we're primarily defensive, now we have a very short, very limited, very specific AoE buff. Hmm. Uh, Monk. Monk went from worst to best to nerfed in the course of three months. It's been a very wild ride. Uh, It's not getting nerfed that much. Mantra is being changed a little bit, which is fine. It's Um, being tweaked. They're, They're bringing it back in line with everything else. Come on. It's yeah, well, especially with all the changes they had to do to ninja, like woof. Uh, dragoons are also a little adjusted, so they're easier. I feel like dragoon is the thing that they test how big we can make a rotation before players stop playing no. it. Dragoon is the <laughs> easiest job there is. Tank floor repeat <laughs> slash dead 
slash dead. No, uh, uh, the Dragoon's rotation is jump, die, repeat. <laughs> I love watching Dragoons. Like, new Dragoons. Nick, like, Nick Nard, don't kill me. The, uh, the the Sprout Dragoons that will get into Titan, and I'll be in there on a roulette, and I'm like, oh, here we go. Sure enough. They jump they in, off the and side then they, and... they, they do a, a, a jump back, and away they go. And we seven-man the rest of it. Well, um, how many red mages did the same thing? Oh, I watched I watched a red mage scatter shot off of like every single everything that doesn't have rails, whether it was Leviathan or Titan or. Uh, well, no, no. There's that 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 last move when you do your when you do your melee combo when you, after you build mm-hmm. up your your uh, your white and your your black magic, mm-hmm. and then there's the final bit when you flip backwards. And you flip right off the edge. I mean, I don't know how many times we did that in uh, um, um, Omega. Omega was brutal. What was the... Or Shinryu. Shinryu was brutal. There was... There's been a few that you just... If you're not watching what's behind you. um, But if you turn your camera. Like, the camera moves, guys. Use it. It's part of your toolkit. It's it's as important as your skills at some points. Speaking of Red Mage, uh, Acceleration is getting three stacks. Is Acceleration is your dash forward skill, right? Uh, I thought it was a, uh, a, a speed up in, in casting. It's the casting speed up. It's, the, uh, it's called something different for Astros, but it's basically the same idea. Um, so that's getting sp- changed to having three stacks. So now, when you have an opportunity to, you know, park your feet and burst out spells, that's a really good time to use it. And oh, now no, you don't okay. have to. No, acceleration is, ensures that uh, the next verf, uh, thunder or verflare, um, you know, that if you cast one of the spells, the uh, the other one will automatically trigger the next time. Oh, it's an auto proc. Yes. So that's it, a really good thing yeah. to have three charges. On. Yes, because you, you, you pop that you, you cast one, you know, so you, you start off with uh, um, your, is it jolt or whatever the first spell is Verjolt or something like that. I just yeah. hit the I hit one. I, I'm yeah. so good at names. Um, and then you would uh, hit your acceleration and you, you cast your your next instant spell after that. And then you would get your proc cast that use your acceleration cast the next spell get your proc so yeah Push you're, you're going to lit up yeah exactly exactly nice that'll be really fun so that that um, will cuz i mean that's a huge amount of uh white or black mana that you build up when you get to cast um very very quickly which is going to be super exactly. nice so bl- speaking of casting uh black mage has a skill called triple cast and once you have enough stacks of it you can, that's where they're doing the like fire four nonstop spamming. And one of the issues that I've seen is you'll start your spam, you'll run out, you'll realize that your mana's in a bad spot, you have to transpose, and you're not in a good part in the fight to stop dealing damage. You want to skip a phase or push a phase, and you can't. But now it's going to be easier to see your remaining stacks of triple cast. So you're going to know when to start blasting out those fire fours. And for the more advanced players doing extreme and savage, you're going to know when to hit your potions. 
so that you're going to be able to go through your triple casts at absolute max capacity. Yep, sounds about right. I don't play so Black Mage. I still have a Thaumaturge. <laughs> I think I have a level 17 Thaumaturge, I think... but I know a friend that mained Black for 2 and 3, 2X and 3X, and just absolutely loved it. And I was like, all right, sweet. So interesting to see some changes there. Uh, well, White we, Mage... we also know that Black Mage is Yoshida's favorite class. Come on. Which is an interesting thing. To, well, he likes seeing the really big numbers, yeah. as he said well, in interviews before. Yeah. Uh, healers. Um, I see nothing for Scholar uh, in the notes, uh, but for White Mage, the Asylum range is increased. That's good. Which is fair. Asylum's great. Increasing the range isn't going to unbalance any fights that I can think of off the top of my head. Uh, we'll see what 5.1 brings. Yep. Um Astro, Minor Arcana doesn't turn into Lord of Crowns or Lady of Crowns. It now just transposes the effect. So the job is adjusted for better MP management and collective unconsciousness changes, mainly for Nocturnal Stance, largely because they simplified the cards so much. The reason why we had a weird resurgence of Astros was because all of the people that loved Astro left because they loved it because of the way it worked with the card changes astro doesn't work the same way anymore so the old astros are now playing scholar and white mage or something else and all of the current astros most of them are very very new so we're seeing a lot of changes to astro and a lot of the old guard that's been playing that since heaven's word isn't maining that class anymore so some of these changes are really affecting the newer players, people that started playing in Stormblood, for example. You sure are saying a lot of words. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see. Yeah. I don't, I, I, again, uh, Astro is one of those jobs that I unlocked, but have not touched. So that's actually my preferred healer. Um, unfortunately, it's not quite as potent as it needs to be to be viable, but I don't heal super often. So it's not a huge deal. My 80s healer is right now is Scholar because I leveled up Summoner with it. Perfect. <laughs> but I will be getting white mage up there. White mage is at 70, so. I want those angel wings. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. They look really cool. Like I, said, I, just, I know it's a skill. I, I cheated. I, I just I figured why not level up, you know, two jobs two. with one stone. Yep. And and then I, I can knock out two of the roll quests and be that much closer to uh, keeping my mentorship. Got to keep that I crown, mean, you, yo. You played it smart. You played it smart. I have three level 80 classes. One is Culinarian. So <laughs> just to show you where I'm at in my progress. Well, Aurori is, I think, still working on uh, finishing up Shadowbringers. So I think a lot of her uh, her crafters are higher level or are up to what her uh, summoner is. So I saw... I jokingly would say every time I would you know, run through Hingashi or whatever, I'd be like, oh, look... Aurori is standing at the bell near the market board. Shock, surprise. And then now, now that we've moved on and we're no longer in Stormblood, I see her in Crystalline and I'm just like, oh, look, Aurori is by the bell near the marketing board. And every once in a while, I kind of want to go through and figure out what all her retainer names are to see how much money I have spent <laughs> towards Aurori. And how, how much you've given to Aurori? I'm sure she could tell you. Seven. Probably. Probably. There's not a lot of talises running around. No. So, yeah. Uh, and there yeah. will be more job changes coming up as well. These are just the ones that they have coming uh, within 5.1. Then they're going to be re readjusting 
they may uh, make additional changes and there'll be more things coming in 5.2. Oh yeah. This and is not the be all end all. Gosh, no. Def I mean, if it was the be all end all, I'd still have a, you know, a TP gauge. Like Oh god. god. The game adjusts. I, I don't love want to go no back. TP, man. I, I so love it. I could not go back. I couldn't no, play. No, I I am that. spamming. I, play it again. I am spamming so many AOEs right now as Bard. It is just amazing. Oh. I love it. I mean, so much overpower. So much overpower. <laughs> In low-level dungeons, it's the salvation. Um, but yeah, we're going to see a lot of a lot of job changes. And not just Disciples of War and Magic. Um, we've already speculated quite heavily about the crafting and gathering revamp. And we finally got some good, good notes. And we got a little bit of information here. Uh, the UI uh, will be adjusted to more easily track recipe requirements. Includes the recipe tree that we had uh, briefly mentioned, I think, in the last live letter. Um, many abilities will be merged or reworked because of a lot of redundancy. I mean, there's a lot of uh, things that are way Just too similar. Less. I mean, we don't necessarily need uh, four levels of, you know, basically the same skill. I don't need four levels of increase quality and four levels of increase progress while also having skills that increase quality and progress or skills that combo into increasing quality in massive percentage based amounts. Um, there's a skill on crafters. It's everybody gets it at like level 76 and it's 90% efficiency, 90% accuracy and it increases your quality and it increases your progress. And I was just like, why would I use literally anything other? Yeah, I mean, well, there's a, I, I mean, I, I use, um, what's it, Careful Synthesis 3? Yep. That's careful the one, Synth 3. I mean, um, I don't use anything else. It's 150% uh, uh, quality increase What with 100% yeah. um, proficiency. And if you don't need something HQ, which, let's be real, once your crafters are above 72, 74 anything below level 50 you can hq out of normal quality stuff mm -hmm. like you just don't like you just don't need hq level 30 mats the the level 30 person does and that's why there's still a market for them yep so any of them you get you sell them off you can sell but us as crafters don't need that and we don't need all of the stuff as we've as we've leveled up like Arrow levels up. Stone levels up. Yep. So I'm hoping uh, that we get that as well. So like careful synthesis will turn into two, two will turn into three instead of having three. to pull it off of the bar. Or let's say my MP is too or my you know my CP is too low to do careful synth three. Careful synth three rolls back down to careful synth two. Yeah, see, that's my only that. concern is you know the way they set those up is it not only increases the uh progress you get but it also increases the potency yeah at, at, so, at a much higher cost of a, of a cp right but if you don't have the cp you should still be able to cast the level two you would hope but you can't do that with magic that is a really good point so please look forward to it <laughs> <laughs> that sounds awesome um but yeah we're reworking abilities well, maybe um, it just means they're gonna uh edit 
you know what the the CP costs are. So that it's it is more sliding and yeah, it's not a, a huge increase. I mean, because you know we're talking for uh, the the um the 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 four levels of um quality increase. It's yep. like seven CP, fifteen, twenty four, thirty two, yeah. something like that. Yeah, be a little bit more slidey to be, you know, seven. 1928 I don't like, know. I'd be I'd be cool with that. Because um, you know, I use I use Hasty Touch a lot. I use Hasty Touch too. Yeah, Hasty Touch with, too. Uh, Hasty Touch too with um Steady Hand too. Mhm. Yeah, cuz you then you got with, a 90% shot with your Inner Quiet. Yep. And you just sit there and you slam on it and then when your hand wears out, your Inner Quiet's at like 3 or 4. Yep. And that fills in that other 10% and then you're good to go and you just finish your craft. Um, but the problem is a lot of people aren't crafting. This is something that they mentioned that Yoshida mentions. People have leveled gather and crafter jobs by buying stuff on the market board and, and turning it into the grand company. Yep. Or turning people it in as, or doing buying leave kits or buying leave kits off of wherever, or they buy, you know, all, or they just buy all the leave mats or they do what I'm doing, which is extremely bad. Do not do what I do. And they do nothing but collectibles and have absolutely no idea how to craft a real item. And I can craft a collectible all day long, but they go craft a real item. And I'm like, bruh, I have no clue. It's the same rotation, but it doesn't click the same. And so I don't really know how. And a lot of people have, again, kind of bought their way to 70 or 80. They get they get a crafter high up and they go, oh, I want to do custom deliveries. You, I have a level 80 culinarian. I make every single, all 12 custom deliveries every single week on a culinarian. And then I go in and I'm like, I'm going to turn in all of these as my level 66 carpenter. And then now I'm going to turn all of these in as my level 71. Okay, I have to interrupt you. If if you have a level 80 uh, of uh, any uh, crafter and you still have a level 66 of, of another crafter, I am ashamed. Yep. I just never bothered. I am absolutely ashamed of, <laughs> of, of that fact. I just never leveled it up because I didn't care. No, I mean, if, if there is a, a war job that you don't like on that case, I understand that. You don't have to level up all those, but you need to level up all of your crafters and all of your gatherers. I did. I have a level... No, all, all. And a level 66 alchemist. The, the people who have... Level 80 um, botanists and level 80 miners and level one fishers are the, the exact same people to me. And, 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 and I'm very, very disappointed in them. <laughs> Just think about it this way, Klaus. They now have to deal with inventory management for leveling another gatherer class from one to 80. No, they just won't do it. That, too, is also a problem, which is probably why this revamp is happening. Um, other mention is that they rely on macros, which there are macro calculators that you just put in. I'm level X. My stats are this. I want to make this dump. And then yeah. you copy paste some text and you're done. Well, I mean, it's, it's That's, an amazing system. It's really cool. Except for the part where you don't know what you're doing. Yes. Because and you're relying on everybody else's knowledge. And that's fine to some extent, but it's one of those you're cheating yourself out of the experience. Yeah. 
Um, now, if you figure out a rotation by hand and then turn it into a macro to make your life easier, cool. That's the goal, yeah. right? We've used macros for everything from, like, I have one on my Gunbreaker right now. And it's the, like, hi, I'm going to have one HP in about three seconds. Hang tight. Like, it's it's your oh shit one. macro. It's, it's the oh shit macro, and it makes sense to alert the healer, like, heads up, I'm going to have one HP. Don't freak out. <laughs> like, I'm going to need that. But Warriors had it for Berserk macros for years, too. So, like, we we use macros for a lot of different things. Sometimes it's spamming cute art in MSQ. And sometimes it's making sure that we don't die. It's mechanics o'clock. <laughs> yeah, it's mechanics o'clock. Uh, I like the to the left, to the left macros that were coming up for a while. Um, Danger so bongos, mechanics are deliveries. happening. Sorry. Oh, we you mentioned running through with trusts and gathering a whole crap pile of gear. Mm -hmm. I said put a pin in that. Because of the desynthesis. This is why. I, on behalf of everybody that is going to punch a hole in their wall in two weeks, I am so sorry for everybody that has spent millions of gil and dozens of hours getting your desynthesis maxed on whatever you cared about. Because now... As soon as you pick up a level one quest at level 10 in Realm Reborn and switch your weapon, you now have maximum desynthesis on that roll. And I am so incredibly sorry. Good news. I have 5,000 ventures and I don't know what else to spend Grand Company seals on. I have an entire retainer and a half full of gear. That is completely useless and cannot be sold. But now it can be desynth, hopefully. I can now desynth it. Every single I can desynth fish all day, but I cannot desynth because they're free, so why not? But I can't desynth, you know, the high level alchemy, the high level goldsmith stuff. But now we can. So expect some of those really weird, rare demi materia, all the janky stuff that's hard to grab. That's gonna become a lot more popular. And a lot easier to get, plus all those weird, like, binding coil turn seven. Like, all the weird stuff that we just don't think about anymore. That's going to be more viable because we're going to want that. Because we're going to want to decent that item to get that other item that you can't get anywhere else. True. So I'm, I'm super stoked for desynthesis being maxed out for everybody. So, But I feel so bad for everybody that put so in so much work. What I'm hearing is you're going to want to fill up your inventories with a whole bunch of gear. Yep. And then hold on to it until the 29th. That's what I'm doing. At that point, you are going to then log into the game and you're going to desynth everything, have a whole ton of weird mats, and then you're going to spam the board with it and you're going to end up making no money. Yes. <laughs> so the smart yes. people are going to actually do all of that. They're going to decent that uh, the week before, put it up on the market board to make that money, and then they're going to go and uh, find other places to actually make the money. And that is the benefit of doing the skills early as opposed to waiting until it changes. And gets nerfed. Exactly. Uh, we have a new custom delivery um, client, which is going to bring a total to five. Yep. We're getting Kai Shear. I don't remember who Any Kai idea where they're going to be? I don't remember Kai Shear. I'm going to have to Google that Kai Shear. So we're going to have a new custom delivery. We still only have 12 turn-ins. Probably. Uh, so if you have... Kai Shear is in Yulmore. Eh, that's a fair place for it. 
So Kaishir is going to be our fifth one. We still oh, have 12th oh, turn. Yes, 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 yes. Don't have all four maxed out. Get started. The, the MSQ. You remember that uh, um, that little blue-haired uh, Makote that uh, we uh, end up giving our uh, um, the our, paintbrush. Yeah, it's a paintbrush guy. I, oh, I, I think. Perfect. I think. Perfect. I'd be down for it if it was. We end up giving him our uh, our our. I should say, Alphano gives him the opportunity to do the the thing with the uh, um, <laughs> the Sahagan. The, the chais. No. Well, it 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 was the the painter for the chais, I believe. Oh right, he was the painter for the chais, and then we we took or, over or, his job. Or, and... or or no, 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 no. Why do I keep forgetting all this shit? If anybody knows who Kai Shear is in chat, <laughs> I'm just I'm just googling now. So I'm trying to remember exactly at what point in the story we got Kai Shear, and I, I want to say it, it's the one who they were trying to get in to Yulmore. Oh, he was the one. Okay. I know who we're talking about. Yeah, I, I can't remember the That's exact part of the story. That's a little story heavy, here. so. Yeah. Play, play the story. Uh, speaking of crafting and gathering, who likes endgame crafting and gathering? Does anybody actually like it? Did and not think so. Well, Congratulations. I'm, there's three there's... people, I think, that, but they all have like uh, 900 billion jillion gil already, so. And they have large houses that they just buy whatever they want at this yep, point. And, exactly. Yeah, no, boring. Uh, crafters and gatherers, we finally have something to do. It has been alluded to. We talked about it at FanFest. We wanted it in Heavensward. We wanted it in Stormblood. And we're finally getting it here in Shadowbringers. Crafters, gatherers, grab your hammers, grab your skillets. It is time to rebuild Ishgard. Uh, we are going to work together as a server. What yes. the hell? It's kind of like when you're building sub parts or it, or stuff in a workshop for a free company. But entirely server wide. But it's server wide. So instead of like, oh, we need 50 steel plates or whatever. Let's grab four people. Hey, can somebody AFK in here for a little bit? No, it's going to take a lot of work from a lot of people. And because it's going to be individual, there's going to be a server that gets it before everybody else worldwide looking at you, Aether. It's going to be somebody on Aether, probably. I don't know. I think Hyperion has a pretty good chance of it. Hyperion's one of the better choices on Primal, Hyperion or Ultros. Um, I'm actually interested on Crystal. Because Xcal also has a lot of, of uh, crafters. Crystal is so RP heavy that people do a lot more than just raid. Uh, so a lot of them have crafters and gatherers at super high levels because yeah, so they'll just sort of the, AF craft or AF gather while they're in character. The ones I'm thinking of for servers that are going to probably have a high chance of getting it done fast. We're looking at Greg. For uh, sure. We're looking at uh, um, Balmung and Mateus. Yeah, ba Balmung and Mateus are, are a given. We're, we're, I mean, I would say Xcal and Hyperion also have a good shot. So if, if I had to guess, but I mean... We will see. We don't know, and we won't know until people start really banging it out, and we see what we have to work through. If but, it's a really big pile of stuff, eh, it might take us a little while. The cool, but we'll get there. yeah, the cool bit that I I saw in here, there's one that's actually, uh, it's going to be something called a, a concerted works. It's going to be similar to a fate. So I don't know how many of you guys remember playing in 1.0. I didn't do any of these, but uh, I hear Ruby and Yelta talking all the time about Hamlet defense. Yep. This is going to remind me a little bit of. 
maybe how that worked as far as the crafter and gatherer side went, where you're gonna work together actively with other people at the same time to create specific items to uh we're gonna have a time-based crafting competition how awesome is that you're gonna you're gonna actually li- so you're gonna literally happy. have iron chef exactly it's gonna be iron alchemist yeah <laughs> whatever Ole crafting <laughs> you just walk in and you're just like the theme ingredient today is Oh, clumber! Like, what? <laughs> we just have to make stuff on the fly. It's going to be really fun. Yep, you're going to make a whole bunch of handles for, uh, you know, halberds, or you're going to make a whole bunch of uh, planks for something, like okay, so shutters, we, or I don't know. We get blacksmith, and we make nothing but pike heads. And then it's a chained fate-like thing where... As soon as that one ends, the next one pops up and we need poles. And yep. then we're turning those poles with those heads into lances. And depending on our success rate of the previous fate, we'll determine what we have to do in the next one. Mm-hmm. Like, while we're while something else is going on, this could be the more active, engaging side of crafting that you know isn't macro-based. That isn't, I'm going to set this to 99 and go make pizza. Like you can't do that. Like you're gonna have to be. They, 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 they need to be HQ or something like that. It'll be really fun to watch. Um, there's also a note for future updates allowing contributions via gatherer collectibles. So if you are a gatherer, you love fishing, you love mining, botany, you're gonna be able to get those collectibles and turn those in, and utilize that as your contribution. So it's gonna take probably most of the server um it's not something that you know two or three of us could do over the course of a few months it's gonna take a lot of us i would say at least a couple hundred people doing this on a regular basis easily um next point of order well let's before we move on to to the to the next gate bit like i said i mean there's so much more that we could potentially look forward to we're getting this in uh, 5.11, correct? Yes. So this is something. Yeah, Ishgard restoration is 5.11. I mean, do so you think that, that they the could? 12th. Do you think they could add more to this? Maybe the next step coming 5.15. They didn't say. 5.15 but... could add more. It could also balance it. Like if they release it in one one, and then three weeks later they go, hmm, people have made not enough progress, or, or they've made, made too so much. much progress. Or they've changed how this works. Maybe we make the next little bit that we build onto kind of like the dome and enclave. Like that wasn't all at once. There's a you know it yeah. was, but like we took us a while to get there. How much do you want to bet? There's going to be uh, hard limits as to how much can be turned in. Oh, for sure. So for we, sure, because you otherwise you're going to have one or two gillionaires that just bang through it. Yep. And the goal here is not. To have a bunch of gillionaires. The goal here is to have everybody come together and contribute what they can so that when Ishgard is built, we can say, do you remember when we ran here with the clothes on our backs? And now we go, we've built your residential area with you. Yeah. Do you think that that's actually going to lead to the Ishgard residential area? I hope so. Ishgard housing. You think we're actually going to get that? 
I hope so. Because people have wanted it for for so, so long. Even if the first thing we get is barracks that work very similar to how apartments work. Thematically, yeah, we don't have a lot of space. we got to cram this in here. And then we worry about a housing ward later. But give us something. How about housing on Norvrand instead? Yeah. Something. <laughs> I mean, do you, do you think that you could ever see them put housing on the first? That thematically, no. Um, Storyline and narrative-wise, no. Just because we're in a different place. Like, even when we hit a summoning bell, we don't get our retainers. We get Fayul. And she tells, she talks to our retainers for us. Like, thematically, they added that step. It doesn't do anything mechanically. But they decided to add that step just to increase what, what the immersion that we have. What about a second apartment? If we could have one in like Limsa and then one in, in the Crystarium. I mean we, we kind of I mean we kind of already have that in, in, in the pendants, but we kinda do, yeah. You know what would be nice? Allowing hmm. us to actually go in and decorate it. Going in and decorate it or using it. Going in and just using it for something we other well, than... We, I think we can actually go there. We can actually just go check in like an inn. As opposed to before when it was like, oh, I'm going to go check into the inn. It's just like, oh, right, I'm going to have a fever dream. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I th- correct me if I'm wrong, but I think we can currently use it similarly to an inn. It's just a little bit bigger, but it'd be nice if we could decorate it on our own. And so we could put some of these housing items we have. My God, do I have a lot of housing go up for sale because I just have nowhere to put them. Nice. Yeah. You know, good money, but like, oh, this wall is <laughs> 8,000, is 80,000 gil. I think, okay, I, I, sorry, I, I have to interrupt right now because a few minutes ago we got a, a, a message back from our, uh, our contest winner, Alshalant. Goes, thank oh, you. sweet. Thank you so much. I'm going to redeem and take photos and tag you guys in just a few. Bah, so excited. I wanted this mount so bad and I was about to buy it myself. I can't believe I won. And, and then a whole bunch of uh, unintelligible gibberish. So congratulations. <laughs> I'm glad that you is it, that is it happy. that ever Is it that ever famous Twitter word, Twitter word A-S-D-F-G-H-J? Uh, it's okay get that one more time that was too good um no but i probably will repost it with their permission Please. so i just All thought right. that that was very awesome thank you so much for um for submitting your your entry to our contest and, and being our uh our awesome winner Thank you for being part of the contest. Thank yes. you for being the biggest part of the contest. Thank you for being the only part of the only contest. Part of the contest. <laughs> <laughs> so hey, heads up! Okay, if you want to win a okay. I, radio contest. Te- it's not technically, hard. that's not true. I guess um, Wanderer did enter one, but he said he's he, he wrote one for us, but he did not submit it as an entry. Do you remember that one? Uh oh, I remember. I a couple weeks ago, remember. he put. I, I'm trying to see if I can find where he put it. It was pretty good, too, because you would have been impressed by it because he actually did it in Japanese. Oh, yeah. Link me that. I, it's in dis- Discord somewhere. I'll dig for I it. I need to find oh. it. But, yes. Anyway, before didn't mean to uh, totally no, derail us there, but now we get to talk about everybody's favorite. No, wait. No, we got to, we're not there yet. We have to talk about the gates first. <laughs> okay. I thought you were being sarcastic for half a second. <laughs> well, I was, but uh, I, it was in two two bits. 
Okay. We have a gate because the gold saucer is a place where people go. Uh, the active time event has you take the stage and attempt to dodge Yojimbo and Daigoro's many mechanics. It's called the slice is right. Dun dun da da. Dun dun da da. So is this Bob Barker or Drew Carey Price is right? Uh, I don't know. Okay. Because they're both good. They're in their in their own way. There's a great video of uh, one of the assistants accidentally knocks one of the price tag signs and reveals the winner selection. One of those like pick one of six and you might get a car things. She bumps the sign and the thing falls off and shows where the winner is. And the contestant just immediately points to it and wins. I was like, I love this show. Uh, Bloopers are great. Well, Oops, we gave away $50,000. Our bad. Well, it is what it is, I guess. So, <laughs> I mean, they weren't going to take it away. So is this going to end after every uh, gate where uh, Die Girl gets uh, spayed or neutered? I probably. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I, I love all of the puns that we put in the game. Oh, God. Or hopefully it's not us that gets spayed or neutered. Nope, I'm a potato. You might you, you'll get de-eyed. Okay, yeah, I I get peeled. I don't know. Um, it's by server, Renari. Uh, he's asking if the Halloween instance is by server or data center. Um, but if you want to come on to Hyperion and join us in in the instance, I did verify that I can go into other servers. Uh, um, Halloween instances. Oh, really? If yes. You visit. Correct. Cool. If you want to come into the, to the Halloween instance, it is open on Hyperion. So, um, so yeah, we have a, a new beast tribe. Finally, we are getting the pixies, and holy shit, does that place look like a fever dream? I it mm, it feels like a, it looks like a playground. But it it's, looks it's, like it, a... it's got fucking uh, lollipops and candy canes <laughs> and, and, and sugar plums dancing in a row. What the shit, Yoshi? <laughs> Were you high on something? I mean, it's Japan, so no. But, but also, uh, but what also is going yes. <laughs> it's, I've gotten some pretty strong cold medicine in Japan, I'll tell you that. Oh, he just has a cold. Yeah, that's what it is. It's cold medicine. Mm. seriously though be careful when you buy cold medicine when you go to japan it might come in powder form and that's an interesting thing to have in your backpack when you go to the airport to try to fly home sorry officer it's just cold medicine <laughs> i just threw it away i was like ah nope i don't even want to i don't even want to try you should have taken it before you got on the plane i did and then i threw away the rest <laughs> oh i see well you should have taken it all then that would have been one hell of a plane ride i that you wouldn't have I remembered mean, <laughs> I wouldn't have remembered any of it, but I was actually, uh, I was a guest of the U.S. military oh. for that particular plane ride, so I actually kind of be on my behavior. Ah, hell with that. Yeah, whatever. Free flight, so I took it. All right, so we're going to have level sync quests from the Pixies uh, help uh, with secondary jobs as well. So, and like I said, their, their area is out of a... Frickin' fever dream out of like something from Philip K. Dick's uh, imagination. I swear to God. I. It's weird. It's weird, but I like it, and I'm interested to see what it turns into. And I'm gonna do it. Oh yeah, no, we're gonna. With the, the Realm Reborn Beast Tribes were just atrocious. 
and then they've gotten better with every oh, absolutely. iteration. Absolutely, each they've gotten the Namazu were great. The Moogles were were fine at the time. No, they weren't. Better with every the Moogles were horrible because in order to get to the Moogles, you had to do all those other fucking Moogle quests. You had to do a ton of quests to get there, and the zone was enormous. And on, that was their shortfall. Beyond that, again, we there are people that have max level crafters that have no idea how to craft. Hashtag fuck the Moogles. Right, fifty to sixty Moogles is as a big part of that. No, I, I used it to uh, level up my, my crafters because in uh, Heavensward and Stormblood, I was very lazy when it came to that. I mean, I'm trying to, I'm almost, I'm halfway to uh, 80 on a lot of my, my uh, crafters now, so. Yeah, I basically am just doing um, the weekly custom deliveries for crafters mm -hmm. and that's it. Oh, no. And then if I happen to have whatever my grand company wants please, buried in my inventory somewhere, I'll go grab it. Please say you're also doing the facet quests. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Because that is massive amounts of XP. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. It's as soon as they hit, so is it 70, 72? Like, yeah, you hit those. Yeah, and Bannon, you you're right. Once he actually got to the Moogles, it, they were fine. Um, though it, it was very, very um, um, therapeutic to slap Moogles. <laughs> I'm wondering if that was on purpose. It was. It absolutely Probably. was. Which is why it was very right. therapeutic. So right. we have a new beast tribe, and as with every single beast tribe, it's going to be totally different than the last one, because that's how we do beast tribes now, I guess. It should be fine. It'll be fine. The Ananto were different than the Namazu. The Moogles were different than everybody else. Yes. I don't know what the hell was going on with the Sahagin, but boy, they were boring. You know? like Yeah. And then, so we got there. Yep. And then this is what I was talking about for everybody's favorite uh, piece of uh, content. PvP! Crickets. 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 <laughs> you know, PvP I is got all my Garo shit. I don't care anymore. Yeah, I got my mounts. I'm good. Though, I mean, it's, it's been a great way to get Moogle Tomes. I mean, yeah. five Moogle Tomes for each frontline. I'll take it. I mean, it was that was good. Um, but there's going to be major adjustments coming in 5.1. Um, the, the 24 player battles, the 8v8v8, are being ixnade. They're gone. It's going to be all 72 player stuff now. I'm okay with that. Yeah, because the, the 8v8 was horrible. It was the it was, worst. It was difficult if you had... Okay, there's say there's three people on an eight-man team that are on Discord together, and the other five are randos. And the other two teams are eight randos the team that has the three people that are actively communicating are going to storm you yep and it it didn't matter like balance was a mess it just wasn't it wasn't good but they've they're working on it they're trying to make pvp better pvp is kind of like their back burner project it feels like because when they put out something really cool like you get to pilot robots now Sweet. We basically put Heroes of the Storm in this game. Sweet. A week later. Crickets. Abandoned. Absolutely abandoned. Hey, we put Garo stuff out. Five months of every casual player playing PvP to be silly, to get cool gear that looked neat, and all the hardcore PvP people that are like, oh my god, nobody knows what's going on. And then we all vanished because we all got the gear. 
now what? <laughs> PvP has been loosely abandoned ever since. Yeah. Well, they, they brought back a little bit of XP, which has helped a bit yeah. as well. I mean, you get a decent chunk of XP for running um, your different roulettes. So, like... Once upon a time in another life that I don't really like admitting, especially now, uh, I did play WoW, and I liked playing PvP. I was playing with twink characters that were at like 19, 29, 39 with max level gear with EXP turned off doing all of these very specific styles of PvP. It was really cool, but the meta was so fixed that... I ended up playing during the time that we would do Druid Paladin duels. So it was a Druid and a Paladin versus a Druid and a Paladin. And we'd be in PvP for an hour and a half. And it was it, it was dumb. So that kind of turned me off of PvP. So now I come to 14. PvP is a completely different beast. But I have to think back to an hour and a half tank versus tank duel. I just want no part of it. Eh. So but uh, we also have a, uh, a Nero hanging out with us here on the stream. Oh, I'm just ignoring him. The, him. He was doing the get fantasy earlier. I'm just ignoring him. <laughs> I mean, I'm 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 gonna be his Sid and ignore him. Perfect. <laughs> You're the worst waifu. Yes. Um. But what? Uh, some other things that are coming in. Like I said, we are getting a whole new um map that's coming in five point one five. I believe it is. Let me look. New back. maps are good as long as they're designed well. Because a lot of the PvP problem is it's a new map. No, it's grass. It's the same map, but it's grass. Yeah, <laughs> Renari, I knew it's it was rock. you. That's why I'm being a smartass about it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, we'll have to see. This is going to be, like I said, it's going to be on the Asm step. So, I mean, it's are we going to be able to relive the, uh, the, the Nadam each time we want? That could be kind of fun. That was actually a fun... Um, instanced battle that we had in uh, Stormblood storyline. If we can that have a 72-person Nadam, that could be kind of fun. That's fair. We'll have to see how it works out. Uh, let's keep moving on, because we're actually uh, going quite longer than I thought we were going to. We're already uh, um, almost uh, two hours in. We're getting there. Yeah. Uh, New Game Plus. Is uh, going to be coming in uh, 5.1 something. What was it again? So, where where is is it I'm, right away? I think it's I think yeah. It's, new yeah, game plus is, is right away in 5.1. I'm. We're not getting exp from it. No, it's only to relive the storyline. We're it, not getting items from it. Because that would be. Helps with that Farming, would be right. Yeah, that would be uh, a little bit uh, unbalancing if they were to allow um, items and uh, XP to come from it. Yeah, so I get why we're not really getting the material benefit, but also if we're just going through for story, I mean, there's some stories that I'm going to go through again. I definitely want to go through the Warriors of Darkness story again. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of interested in some of the Stormblood bits that I like got behind and had to kind of breeze through and didn't read as well as I would like. Yep. But the I'm problem, I think oh. I know where you're going with this. The problem with it is while they've cut it into somewhat smaller pieces, those are still really huge chunks. Yeah. It's, it's like, uh, 
what, five different pieces they cut the story into? Yeah. Four or five, I think, something like that. But, I mean, let's say I only wanted to play through one small side arc. You know, I'm going to have to play through that side arc plus two other side arcs to get through it. So, I mean, yeah. it's going well, to take a bit of time. I mean, in order to, to, to complete, you know, a patch's worth of content, we're looking at at least three hours when we're doing more. when we were doing it uh um initially before i'm and some patches it's more i mean we could be looking at uh four to five hours of of completion depending on uh queue times and and other things like that and how much cutscene skipping you're doing how big was heaven's word really and how big is it in our heads well heaven's, i remember it being massive heaven's word i finished in, in early access in the initial 3.0. Right, but through 3.55? It's a lot smaller than uh, ARR was. Yes, and there's there's a lot of reasons for that. To which end, uh, Realm Reborn chapters are not available in New Game Plus because of the yeah. upcoming they're, they're, aforementioned Switch. Exactly, they are uh, working on making it simpler. But I, I would they're, say to get through one section of... Uh, 3.x is still going to take a good 10 hours. Yeah. Agreed. We're going to be very, very, very busy. If if but you want it's... to go through it for specific things. I mean, it, it would be nice if we could go back to the uh, unending journey and instead of just watching the cutscenes, we redo the quest. That'd be nice. I think... I think... The new game plus and the unending journey needs to be one thing and needs to be better. Yep. I, that now, would be ideal. I don't know if it's possible to go back in and if you click in the unending journey, click on this quest, can you unflag completed and, and allow you to redo it in that fashion? I'm not sure if the, if the current coding allows for that. Would it be nice to That's be able to do it? That's yes. actually a good point because you would have to remove the full, you'd have to remove the, the flag. And Potentially. Depending on, how, I mean, we'll have to yeah. look. They'll have to look to see how New Game Plus is actually written and how it's implemented. They might be able to get more granular with it. Possibly, we'll have to see. We'll see. Uh, other new thing that is not New Game Plus. Did you play any of Near Automata? I haven't touched the game at all. I have watched five minutes of gameplay from my Ooh. awesome friend Ruby. Shout outs to Ruby. Um, I have no idea what this is about. Like, literally at all. I have zero concept. I know that the cosplayers are very proud of their face masks, wigs, and dresses. That is all I've got. I have no clue what this game is yes, about. Yes, I've seen a lot of cosplay for Nier. And so now we're going to have... But, like, when we had anybody that played Tactics or 12, like our last 24-man raid, we were, you know... Oh, look, 14 is still a theme park. Awesome. But before we were like, well, we have this cool story about demons and we also have this cool story about sky pirates and neither one is big enough for a 24 man raid. So here, let's shove them together. Have fun. We were like, all right, that wasn't exactly. It was cool, but all right. I thought they did a good job on it. It was fun. I love the gear. Um, I like the story once you got the whole story. But boy, systematically, bit by bit, having a boss switch out after a couple weeks. um, That was weird. The Crystal Tower one. As an old NES Final Fantasy player, I lost my mind when I was like, holy crap, we get Final Fantasy 3 representation in here? That's 
wild. Yeah, not I'm a lot of NA players are are very familiar with three. I mean, unless you've got the DS version. The DS version, which is a very different version than the Onion Knight version. So still fun, but amazingly fun. And it's one of the original job based RPGs from back in the 80s and early 90s. Um, so if you've played, you know, tactics, if you've played Bravely Default, like there's there's some stuff in three that made its way that far forward. So we have something to reference towards for all of our 24 man raids. We had Crystal Tower. Cool. We had a unique story that was cool, but different. And then we had more Final Fantasy reference stuff. Great. And now we're into our next one, which is not a Final Fantasy reference and is not a unique story. It's a story related tangentially to something else that's happening in a completely different franchise. Well, they're they're working on ways to tie it into in-game lore, too, so... I'm hoping so because there, there's a, there's watching... a there's I'm sorry there's a quest in uh, Kalusia that I think is pointing us in this direction. It ha- it having to do with the uh, the dwarves. Okay, I don't know, I think I might have missed that one. I kind of it's a it's a side quest, so yeah, it's very okay, easily to, easy to have one, missed. But I'm interested to see how they tie it in and how they loop us together. Because while it was cool to watch Joker kill Pikachu and Ice Climbers in you know it's in super smash brothers like cool we have persona and pokemon that's great but it's a game that is built over several chapters and several iterations to be a giant crossover game here in 14 i can't say we're not a crossover because we have garo and we had yokai watch like obviously we're a crossover game at some level but we never Don't got the fantasy Monster star Hunter. online crossover in the west so I'm interested to see how they do a crossover with a franchise that they own so they have full control over everything that they put in. So well, we have a new 24-man coming up. Yorha, Dark Apocalypse, Copied Factory. Um, if you Again, if we posted really early on in the chat. Uh, and it'll probably be in the show notes as well. There's a video for the trailer. Definitely watch the trailer. You get to see a lot of cool stuff. Yeah, they t- they show a lot. Um, I mean, I think they show more of uh, the 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 near characters than what we're actually going to experience in the storyline. Probably they're they're also, doubling down on it. They really are. Point of note that I did find out uh, from a friend. Um, it's two of the characters from near. They're. They have like code names like 2B and like 9 something or another. Uh, their actual code names are Virtue and Cruelty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And our patch is Vows of Virtue, Deeds of Cruelty. So it's yeah. like, oh, okay. Isn't it also I... a name, names of their weapons or something too? Something like that. So it'll be interesting. I want to see how they do it. I love the 24-man raids. I always have. I want to see how they pull this one off because I'm going in blind. Yep, same. And there's a lot of people. There's a lot of people that there are 14 players. Like I think was Emmy mentioned that like 14 was kind of her first Final Fantasy. Like you don't have the same reference to Ultros. You don't understand Crystal Tower. Like you don't have those reference points. So you're coming in completely fresh, and you get to see it as a brand new thing. And I wish to God that I could do that in some of these instances for this game. And here we have this 24 man where that's exactly what I get to do. Yeah. I get to see near automata through completely empty 
fresh eyes, eyes. That have nothing behind it. So, so I'm, you're, I'm excited. You're, you're saying that you got nothing behind your eyes. I got nothing behind my eyes, man. He's got no brain, folks. Nope. We knew that. That's why you're here. <laughs> That's why I'm here. I did. I did like a stupid workout this morning and I've been brain dead all day. No, it's all good. Um, then the last bit that we uh, got, um, the Epic of Alexander, uh, two weeks after 5.1's launch. So, uh, again, November 12th. Um, it's going to be the uh, ultimate version of the Alexander fight. So you're going to have Alexander Prime. You're probably going to have Manipulator. You're going to have maybe Jigglybutt. I don't know who they're going to bring we in. We do get Jigglybutt, actually. They showed that. Um, we have... When it starts the fight, it's like Cruise Chaser, Brute Justice, one of the Devastators, and like they're all bearing down on you. And then like they all vanish and like a fight starts. So, like, we're going to ha- get to fight some of the more iconic bosses. Well, they're going to get to fight some of it. I'm never going to get to touch this shit. <laughs> uh, how about this? You and I are going to watch Chili do it. <laughs> if, if Chili can get into it, I will be. I will watch the channel at twitch.tv slash Moogle Go Around Radio. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then of course they ended the uh, um, live letter talking about all the the new merch and stuff. Um, there's gonna be a patch note reading um, and uh, at uh, 1500 Japan Standard Time on October 29th. I'm not gonna watch that because it's all in Japanese. Um, I'm sure Talas might be interested. I might watch it. It's at three in the afternoon, which is about one a.m. my time, and that's mm, it's doable, but it's tough. It'd be tough. Um, Final Fantasy fourteen has been nominated for two Golden Joystick Awards uh, for Best Game Expansion and PlayStation Game of the Year. So that's pretty neat for sh- for Shadowbringers. Absolutely. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, well, we've always we've all said that the Shadowbringers story is one of the best Final Fantasy stories of all time. It's one of the reasons why I'm I'm speedrunning six right now because like I need to play six again to see to to rejudge it because Shadowbringers is really really good. And, like a friend of mine named her son Kefka. Like you know, like she really likes six, <laughs> and she's no she wants to get it, like for Halloween last year he wouldn't wear a costume so she just made him hold a sign that said "Ahem, there is sand on my boot." <laughs> <laughs> Oh. She knows what it's about. It's great. That's that, that's that's great. Um, so we'll, I I would love to see it win best expansion. I'd love to see it win game of the year. But I know expansion is definitely definitely reachable. It's also nominated for the PlayStation Game Music Awards. Um, because that that Shadowbringers soundtrack is just phenomenal. Oh, it's gorgeous. I behind all the Lahi memes. Uh, it's great. Most of the music is incredible. And Last I, have, <laughs> I have literally just hung out in Yulemore until I went AFK and got kicked from the server just because the music. Well, you know what you do? You just click on the, uh, um, the the summoning bell. And then you just never get kicked, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Don't be that guy, but sometimes be that guy. Um, and then a whole bunch of merch. Um, the the second edition of uh, the Final Fantasy XIV orchestral album, the Origin Symphony, will be releasing on December 11th. 
Um, I thought that was already out, no, or am I the thinking of one. the Shadowbringers the, OST? The first one is out already. That was released okay. uh, earlier this year. The Shadowbringers OST is out. Um, okay. And, but this is Eorzean Symphony Volume 2. Okay. It's... While I love having all the CDs on a shelf and they all match, it's really irritating to try to remember which because, oh, this one's brown. Oh, this one's blue. Oh, this one's yeah. dark blue. Ugh! <laughs> That's really hard there, there, There's a couple of red ones now. Yep, I have the Before Meteor soundtrack as well. I'm so I'm still salty about that one. That Mine doesn't have the wind-up Dolomid. That's frustrating. Yeah, and I'll never be able to get that minion now. Nope. <laughs> never. Um, then the last bit that they talked about, there will be a 14-hour broadcast scheduled for December 14th. Is this truly necessary? Yes. <laughs> Is it? Yes. I say as we're two weeks away from Extra Life. Yes. But <laughs> 14 hours, psh, give me 25. So to that end, isn't Extra Life, is Extra Life on Labor Day? On, uh, we it, usually did it on like Daylight Savings Day. It's or always whatever, Daylight so it's Savings like, Weekend. That's why it's okay. 25 hours. <sighs> Awful. Extra whatever. Life, extra Life gives that extra hour. Aw, to that end, if you missed it earlier in the show, definitely hang out with us. Yep, we will be. Extra Life. This will be our third year doing Extra Life. Um, I should probably. Play Jackbox with us. Yeah, it, there's going to be plenty of room. We got uh, Jackbox Party 6. I think that fits, what, six or eight players? Uh, at least six, maybe eight. Oh, uh, well, we'll have eight. And, I mean, there's also going to be. The audience is a player as well, so if you don't get in on mm-hmm. a game, you can join in as audience. And harass and troll. And exactly, and exactly. So, I mean, it's, it's Jackbox, I mean, I, I hadn't played it much prior to doing Extra Life when I started this, and now I'm having a good time with it, so. Oh, it's wonderful. So make it's, sure to stop a- by in two weeks. Um, it'll be starting November 2nd. Um, at 8 a.m. Central Time. Um, we're really going to get into it uh, a lot in the afternoon. And like I said, uh, episode uh, 107 will be live during Extra Life. So the podcast Woo! might actually be late that week. Or you're going to get an inside sneak peek at how I actually do the podcast. To that end, uh, we'll talk about it off mic. But uh, we got to figure out how we're going to do a podcast in the middle of that stream, dude. Oh, we'll figure it out. I mean, because we're, we're just going to we'll have just gotten... 5.1 will give our spoiler free impressions. Um, yep. Because I will probably have just played it on stream. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, I mean, we, there's going to be plenty to talk about. It'll be a good time. Um, so, beyond that, that really covers the live letter that we had last, this morning, yesterday morning. Um, yep. And wow, that we, every time I figure, oh, yeah, we're going to have a short, short uh, podcast this week. Nope, two more hours. Dude. Two hours, bang. We hit it every time. Exactly. We're, we're consistent. There's no uh, Lorebrarian's Corner this week because Sarah, like I said, is doing IRL stuff. Uh, Talas didn't there. feel like doing a prep station because of uh, the live letter. Yep. And uh, Talas may or may not be writing a book, question mark. So if you like food, stay tuned because I might have some cool recipes getting posted soon. In regards to emails and comments, I kind of already read the comment from Alshalant. Our, our winner yep. of the contest. So that was really cool. Um, beyond that, um, that's going to do it for this episode, guys. 
If you liked what you heard, please make sure to like, subscribe, or follow us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Spotify, TuneIn, or whatever your favorite podcatcher is. And if possible, leave us a rating or review. It does help people find us and helps us to grow our community. If you really dig the show, please consider subscribing here at twitch.tv slash phoenixdownradio. Um, remember, if you are a uh, Amazon Prime subscriber, you, you can link your Twitch account to that and get a free Twitch subscription to your favorite uh, streamer. It doesn't have to be us. Just don't make sure, don't let it go to waste. Um, or you can uh, be a patron um, out on our Patreon page, which is patreon.com slash phoenixdownradio, like our amazing friend, Rory Fenrir. All those proceeds go towards growing the show, cover the hosting costs, and allow us to do some of the giveaways and supporter-only only things um, and make sure that we can do things that are fun, you know? It, it, it takes a little bit of money to get these things going, so any help that you give, uh, whether it's likes, emails, retweets, follows, subs, uh, patron subscriptions, whatever, it's always greatly appreciated. We really love interacting with you guys, and we do this because we love you. And it's a lot of fun hanging out. So if you are listening on the podcast and you are free on every other Saturday night, uh, join us on twitch.tv slash phoenixdownradio. Hang out with us and chat. Harass us IRL. It's great. It's a great time. We love doing it. Um, if you want to check out uh, some of our back episodes, if you're new to us, um, you can go to our website, phoenixdownradio.com. If you have a question you want to ask, if you want to uh, give us a, a suggestion, or if you just want to uh, say something that's not on... Um, social media or whatever, you can email us podcast at phoenixdownradio.com. If you want to hit us up on Twitter, we are at PHXDN Radio. And uh, if you want to check all of the videos out, we uh, have a YouTube channel as well, youtube.com slash phoenixdownradio. So, Talas, shoutouts? Uh, shoutouts. I already hit up my awesome friend Ruby, who is currently streaming through Nier, trying to grab all of the uh, all of the endings. She is at uh, Ruby plays, I believe. Uh, she's not online right now, so I will have to dig that up later. So shout outs to Ruby. Uh, shout outs to Mary. Uh, she does housing tours all over Eorzea. Uh, her group that she has doing weird, silly themed 24 man raids votes on what day they want to raid. And so far for the last four months, they do their raids on episode nights. So <laughs> someday, maybe uh, I'll get to go to one until then Never. we're hanging out here. And it's a good time. If you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at Tal's Marvelous, T-A-L-I-Z, Marvelous. Uh, like I said earlier, I shit post. I post a lot of pictures about cars, food, and exercise. Uh, so be prepared for that. Ew. Anyway. And uh, uh, I want to shout out uh, to Sarah. Hope you're having a wonderful time at your wedding. Not your wedding, but your friend's wedding. <laughs> I was going to say, you would have told us that. Holy crap. <laughs> Well, who knows? If Sarah comes back from this weekend married, I'm going to lose my well, shit. Maybe it's in Vegas. Who knows? You know what happens what in happens? Vegas? Yeah, what, uh, no, I don't because it stays in Vegas. Oh, that's true. Uh, sh- shout out to you, Talas, for uh, going through and helping me with all of this, get this all ready, and joining me tonight. Hope you guys had Huzzah. a wonderful time. Uh, shout out to everybody check- joining us live here at twitch.tv slash phoenixdownradio. Everybody listening out on the podcast and whatever their, their favorite podcatcher is. Um, and if you want to follow me on Twitter, I am at PHXDN underscore K-L-A-U-S-S. So you can see what I had for lunch this weekend, which was an, some, um, an amazing uh, sashimi bento box from uh, Masu at Mall of America. 
Hashtag not a sponsor, but please sponsor us because that'd be amazing. <laughs> Hashtag non sponsor, but also <laughs> But um, yeah, uh, it was. It was I, I post just random stuff. It, 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 and if you have questions, it's always also a good place to get a hold of me. So for my co-host tonight, uh, Tal is marvelous. I'm Klaus Nyberger, wishing everybody a wonderful evening. Thanks so much for joining us. Take care. Phoenix Down Radio is a production of PhoenixDownRadio.com and Illusion Productions. Final Fantasy XIV and Eorzea are trademarks of Square Enix. In-game content for Phoenix Down Radio is the copyright of Square Enix. Open to music for Phoenix Down Radio is provided by Guilty Gear Rocky. Check out the Metal Chocobo theme cover and many other music videos at YouTube.com slash Guilty Gear Rocky. Closing music for this episode is provided by GuitarLinker90. Please check out the full version of Matoya's Cave and other rock video game covers at YouTube.com slash GuitarLinker90. The views and opinions expressed in this episode are those of Phoenix Down Radio and its hosts and do not reflect the views of Square Enix.